I love the delay there with uh, StreamYard. And it's like you just hit the button and then like 10 seconds go, what's going on? Okay, here we are. Hey, we're live. This Woo! is perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've already been drinking. How about you, Joe? Uh, would you believe I started? Thanks. Very yeah. good. And, and Clint, uh, it's been a while. We, we, we did, this was like a long time. I remember you came on. We did a stream. I didn't have all the – it wasn't as finely polished as it is today. Um, and and the, I remember the network went out and left you on your own for a while. I don't even remember that. Oh, is that the case? Did I take it over? This was – I mean, it had to have been about a year ago, wasn't it? Yeah, Close it was about a year ago. It was your last campaign, and uh, yeah. I just remember like the power flickered, and I was like, "And you're on your own for a couple minutes," and that was real professional. It's great. Everything, honestly, I I streamed so much then that everything is a blur. So if you didn't yep. say that, I wouldn't have remembered. Perfect. Um, <laughs> we were yeah, just... not even drinking. I don't remember it. Yeah, no, no, that's 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 all right. Well, it's it's Friday. It's the first week of June, and uh, and I'm excited to have Clint here. He's a brand new campaign. We're going to talk about that, and Joe's got a comic and a campaign. Let's talk about that. But but really, I'm anxious to catch up and see how this year has gone for you, Clint, and just everything that you're up to. And yeah. and th it, thankfully, the Hellfire Gala put out the panel that just fits completely what this show is all about. I I think. Uh, yeah, no, that's uh, that's good. I'm sure there's plenty. Of, I'm surprised you didn't use uh, Conan O'Brien. Yeah, well, I, you know. He's a draw. You put him in a comic. And... <laughs> I, are, Clint, are you reading the Hellfire Gala by any chance? No, I've uh, <laughs> I've laughed about it, though. It's yeah. entertained me, and I haven't even read it. Um, Perfect. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't interest me at all. It's I don't, I, I don't know if I'm purposely not the target demographic or if... Mm such a thing doesn't exist, but it, it uh, I, I came to a, re a realization earlier this week that um, it's, you know, the, the X-Men did this, uh, what, like a year ago where more, a little bit more where Xavier was shot and then it kind of ran through all the titles for the months and it was kind of yeah. like this connected thing. And that's what this is. It's the same kind of thing. It's just Marvel and their hype machine has kind of made it out to be bigger. It's like a dinner party across 12 issues. And yeah, it, it's 12 issues. I, I, <laughs> but, but I, I think, uh, Clint here, correct me if I'm wrong and I don't mean to blow up your spot in front of everyone watching, oh, yeah. but do it. I, I believe you are in general, not an X-Men fan. That's, this is true. Yeah. Wow. Um, I hear there's a lot of impassioned, I think I've made videos about this too, but there's a lot of impassioned opinions about X-Men and I don't know why I had even growing up in the nineties, I had friends that had all of the X-Men figures and they'd play at recess. And I don't know why it just never connected with me. Mm -hmm. So the cartoon series, I, I mean, I've, again, I've seen a little bit, but it's just never been, you know, I, I love Spider-Man, but yeah, not X-Men never hit it with me. It's, it's fine. I, I think it's, it's interesting because the X-Men fans are, are sensitive Certainly when, you know, you don't like their stuff, as is everybody, when if you're a big fan of something and then you don't like it. <laughs> and, that, um, and that's the most milquetoast way that I can say that like, it's not for me. But yeah, I get it, though. It'll there will be black backlash. It's, it's uh, no, it's it's not for you. It, it's yeah. it's I, I, I feel like there needs to be this third category. It's like you could be an X-Men fan. You could not be an X-Men fan. Those are two separate things. But there's a third category where maybe you're just not a fan of. 12 comics in a month all having yeah. a crossover dinner party. 
Like you, you, yeah. you can be fans of everything else, but who, who's the fan of the 12 issue dinner party? I mean, no, for, for sure. But uh, I, I just can't believe that, you know, Clint, you know, you're just talking about how you don't like X-Men. It's, it's very homophobic of you during pride month. To... <laughs> Jesus. I know, this is, it's the equivalent. Did, did you guys see, did you see the, the Skittles? <laughs> have you seen that Skittles picture? I have. The, with yeah. the, yeah, the white pride Skittles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they've the, been doing that for a, a few years now. I don't know why. Yeah. Whose plan was that? That doesn't seem like a good marketing plan. No. I mean, yeah. I, I it, wouldn't, wouldn't a better plan have been like, hey, we've got all the colors of Skittles all year round. We we support people all year round. I don't know about the rest of you bigots. We do it all year round. But but instead, they went the opposite direction. It was a very weird choice. What would have been better is if they put Conan O'Brien and Ira Glass on the package. <laughs> God. <laughs> I don't know. I... Jesus, it, what a what a time to be alive. Well, as as you can see, if you're you're joining us, we've got uh, Clint Stoker, who's got a brand new uh, uh, crowdfunding campaign for Downcaster. You want to learn all about that? We have Joe Corallo, who, uh, is, as luck would have it, is uh, just launched Deadbeats Two, which which yeah. goes together like peanut butter and jelly. These two books, I it's think. true. <laughs> the launch no, was coordinated. Uh, oh yeah, it's uh, but um, but no, it's it's. Yeah, it, it worked out, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, just it worked out that way. But everyone's launching a Kickstarter now. Like Shelly Bond just launched one like yesterday or earlier today. Who knows what the hell day it is? Um, yeah, like I don't I don't get it. There's a, a couple more that I know that are launching next week. Yeah, it's um, it's a lot. I want to talk to you both about how it's going, kind of get your predictions and all that. Um, sure. but right now, we're just gonna we're just gonna have a good time. We're all friends, and we're gonna just revel in the alcohol. Well, Clint, are you drinking anything, Clint? No, I don't drink, but I'm having water, and it's uh, almost all gone. So I'm gonna have to get a refill. Oh, okay. but I've also had pizza and a homemade pizza today. Yeah, <laughs> so there's a little bit left there, and I'm there feeling good. <laughs> there you go. I, I uh, Joe, you're, what are you drinking here? I, I, I had some bullet bourbon left and I had some ginger ale and, um, you okay. know, uh, yeah, so having that, uh, it's, yeah. a, it's a nice time. You're very good. I, I'm just drinking a lot of beer today. I'm, I'm, I'm slumming it with blue moon and it, it goes good with oranges and that's it what it does I, go good with oranges. Yeah. It's like nothing, nothing special. They're not fancy here. It's all, it's all fun. Um, I, I, I guess I have the dawning realization that I'm an alcoholic. That's what, that's what I, I'm learning from this show. That's the it. important thing is that your kids don't find out until later in life. That's true. Why don't uh, let them listen to the streams? That's uh, that, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. Perfect. Well, um, I did want to just jumping right into it. So, Clint, tell us about yeah. Downcast. Uh, the first two uh, have have a lot. I mean, whatever the word, well loved. I would say there's a lot of really happiness about these books. Tell us about tell us about this world. Tell us about this third one. Yeah, so I'm, I'm glad that you asked the question like that because it I, it feels like I need to pitch the series and then also this third one is a new story arc. So it's actually a pretty big departure from what people have been used to. Um, but basically it's about humanity. It, it's They live in a city called Strata. Humanity has abandoned the earth for the most part to live mm -hmm. in the clouds. And uh, they've, they control gravity insanity ensues and that's sort of the first story arc the second story arc is 
a new character being introduced in the monstro he's the diver here and yeah. he's been uh he has been wandering the ocean floor for hundreds of years due to some of the same power that they had to control gravity and when he comes to the surface he sees that the world is not what it, at all what it was like when he uh when he went under so uh he's up for revenge and uh it, it makes for a lot of fun it's definitely like a it the first two seem like a sci-fi bend and there was always sort of a two sides of the coin element and this is beginning the fantasy element of it rather than sci-fi so i'm okay. excited about it that's uh okay that's awesome i that i i didn't i when i when i looked over the campaign and looked at the stuff that's a twist i didn't know was in there that's awesome actually that that makes it uh that's very very good sell thank um, you yeah. That, no, that I, I'm going to say a bunch of things that sound like uh, shallow praise, but it's, it's weird. Um, Joe and I actually talked, we, we, it'll come up in a few days. We did the, the part two of our, our discussion with Jim Zub and one of the pieces and, and then Kari Andrews, we talked to as well this week, you, the, the artist you're using in the book, tell us about who's working with you because they're putting the work into the panels Um Again, this sounds like such a low bar praise comment, but so few comics are doing this where they actually put work beyond the main characters. Yeah. Um, well, so this is the art's done by Ignacio Lazaro. We all call him Nacho, and that's what he prefers. Um, but it's crazy. We're thinking about it. We've been working together for three years now on downcast stories, and um, he's been showing a lot of improvement. Not only that, but it's been the, the crazy thing about 2020 is comics have been a tough business for everybody and i know for him he lost a job in comics he's been doing mm -hmm. a lot of stuff and so he told me i can be completely committed to this if you raise my page rate i said okay <laughs> i can do that so uh from there he's just put everything into downcast and um it's been really cool to see him improve i mean like that top panel i'm glad you put that one up but he's mm -hmm. he's coloring the whole thing too Oh wow! He's got okay. just—I don't know—the atmosphere. Just seeing him care about his work and, um, you know, just put all his all into it and be improving so much—it's been really cool to see. I—I I, I mean, the panels look good. I, I mean, look, look, look good. They look great. Um, again, I there's so many books out right now, and there's a preference to just focus on the foreground and then use just solid colors or or tricks in the panel to kind of avoid having to do any of that work. And, um, you know, for that matter, uh, Joe and I were looking at an action comics uh, comic from 1974, and you're seeing all this loving detail into the, the background. It's not pre-recorded mumbles. For God's sake, we're live right now. Anyway, um, we <laughs> we uh, it, it's it's great to see this care continue to go to books. It sounds so boring. You're like oh, it's a nice background cityscape, but it's it's uh, this art and the, the, the top panel there in the upper left just looks great. So I'm, I'm excited to see this. I liked the yeah. first two. I'm very excited to see this one. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, I think you're going to like it. Um, there's a big, we always say like, oh, the art's improved so much. But for me, I know my writing has improved a ton. And it, part of it has been mm -hmm. I, the way that I approached this was, okay, let's pretend that I got hired. Uh, I'm a brand new artist, or sorry, a brand new writer on this book that there's already some existing uh you know, Lord, I got to make it work into continuity. How do I start something new? Like I'm starting a new run. And um, that I think was an important way for me to look at it. And it gave me a lot of freedom. 
Um, the other thing too is we funded it before it went to crowdfunding, which gave us a lot of leeway to make sure we, you don't have the pressure of this crowdfunding deadline and customers asking where's the book. Nice. You know, so it it's been really uh, really a cool process. I think it, it'll show in the pages. I love to hear that. I, I think there's a bunch of announcements coming up the next two weeks. Um, I mentioned briefly last week with you all that I'm helping a friend, uh, which we're going to kind of kick off in a couple of weeks with a book that, that he's got. But that's the same thing. It's all like by the time the campaign launches, the book will actually be sitting here on a table printed. So there's there's no there's there's I, I love that you're doing it this way. And that's that's great to hear. How much how, what's the buy in for this book? How, how can people get into it? Yeah, so it's uh, right now because it's it's a bigger book series. It's not quite as simple. It's simple, but it's not just one book. Um, I'm actually doing a reprint, but it, it's making it easier for new readers in that it's combining the first two books. So um, you can buy the new readers tier. The first book's 25, the new one's 20. And so it's a lot of pages. But yeah, so that makes it what? $45 and you're in the series. You have everything. You're caught up. Uh, you're good to go. So I've also made it an add on too. So you could make any tier work for a new reader. Oh, very nice. I like that. Are you doing anything for kind of retailers or batch orders? Um, you know, I've done that in the past and I've have never had any takers. So I'm open yeah. to it. If there are retailers that are interested, I would say just email me. You could email sweetcastclint at gmail.com and I'd be happy to work something out one-on-one. -on -one. Um, I just, I've done the generic ones and there's just, I don't know if I'm not pricing it appropriately or I'm not sure what it is that retailers need for it to work. But um, the other option too is that it is going through Alterna Comics oh. uh, this as single issues. And so that's another way to get into shops and for a more affordable price as well. Oh, excellent. Okay. And so when, when will that launch? When will it go out for Alterna? Issue number one is already out. Uh, issue number two is at the printer right now. And so, yeah, it should be coming out shortly. So the re release schedule with Alterna has been uh, since 2020 has changed a bit. So it's more like it re they are released in batches as opposed to like every other month on a certain day. Very nice. Uh, that's awesome. That's a couple different options for people. I think I'm curious to get your opinion, Joseph, later as we kind of talk about, it. I think the challenge with retailers, a lot of the people I talk about, like in the Facebook groups I'm in, I'm constantly uh, pointing out, I'm sending links to various crowdfunding campaigns, uh, both both the IGG and Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing to me how few retailers, they're always surprised that these things exist. And it, it feels like the the retailers, a lot of them just aren't clued into this as a thing that's going on. And they, they, they kind of have to be prodded. And it, it's not part of their regular mechanism yet. Um, so here... Uh, you know, uh, how is, uh, I'm curious, uh, so this is to Chris, but I, I want to ask Clint, um, I think this is meant for Clint. I'm, I'm not sure. I, think I get called Chris all the time. So I like how the avatar completely covers your, your head there. That's <laughs> I know how that in this video. Um, have you found the shipping and handling getting any easier? Uh, is there, is anything improving there as you've been to do, through it? Um, as far as cost goes, it sort of, just is what it is honestly um i've i've got an account with uh, stamps.com and i try to like get volume discount and they have some ways to achieve that you basically you're paying a monthly fee to get a, a discount on shipping 
Um, but I think I'd have to ship more even still than what I'm doing now for it to really work. So mm -hmm. I could see getting together with some other creators and sharing a stamps.com account or something like that. But the discount there's even, I mean, it's not, you know, it's not huge really. Yeah. Um, so, but as far as the process goes, now I feel like I'm an old pro at fulfilling campaigns. So uh, I'm, it, I, it gets easier in that I know exactly what to do next. It's funny when I see creators, even like comic pros that have been veterans for a long time, and their their one hangup is fulfillment. You mm -hmm. know, that's cool. the thing. And I'm like, man, that's <laughs> like it's it's a lot of work, but it's not like you know, it's it's totally doable. You just get a system down. Yep. I've been getting smart. I hire uh, some, you know, kids in the in the area in the neighborhood to help me out and uh, pay them a little bit, and it makes it go faster. So, yeah, no, it 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 is funny. I, I've I've had a couple of creators reach out and kind of ask like, how do I figure this stuff out? But it, it's it's a question. I don't know. I I, I don't want to be rude about it, but like I've, I've had creators reach out in the past, like, how do you do your taxes? And I'm like, you know what? that's what H&R Block is for. Like, don't, don't, like, don't ask me, uh, don't try and do it yourself. Just go, go to somebody who does that. Um, how, how are you? So this is kind of a similar question. How are you going to distribute the book? So for the crowdfunded book, it's just, I'm distributing it. So I'm shipping it out, selling it direct to customers. I do have a website that after we sell through, you know, after we ship everything out, I'll have it on the website to sell uh, in the future. Um, and then with Alterna, Alterna will distribute single issues. And uh, right now, Alterna is selling direct to customer. So pretty much it's all online. It's just a few different avenues to get online. And again, if there are retailers that want to carry it, I'm totally happy. I actually brought a stack of single issues uh, to my local comic shop because I'm like, you guys should be carrying this because you're my local comic shop. And they're like, well, we go, I don't know if we can pay for it. Like, just take the, they just need to be here at a principal. But. Well, I did uh, pass a link to, uh, in a couple of the retailer groups I'm in earlier today. And, um, oh, I just docked myself probably. Uh, the, but um, <laughs> they, it is out there and um, we can, we can send some people your way. I think there's just some recognition. People need to, uh, a re a retailers, I think right now mentally are trying to struggle with like, do I abandon Diamond uh, for Penguin Random House in October? I think that that's the question on a lot of people's minds at the moment. But yeah, I get that. Um, the uh, okay, cool. Um, well, key part of this question: the campaign's live now. How long are we going for this? Yeah. So <clears throat> the plan is, I have it right now set for thirty days. And I'm going to, I'm going to reopen it for another two weeks is the plan. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a little, it's a strategy I used for the first time on Fatal. Um, and it's not to like trick fans or anything, but it's to get promotion from Indiegogo because they'll send out an email that your campaign is ending. So they'll start promoting it. Uh, and then that way you can basically get two bumps. So totally legit legal. But to me, the main thing is just people know that I'm going to do it. Uh, having said that, as soon as the first 30 days are over, we're going to go to print regardless, uh, just because part of the beauty of having the book finished is being able to go to print and get it shipped out quickly. So the campaign will be open for two more weeks beyond what it says right now, uh, but we'll begin shipping probably the week after that. I would imagine we'll have the books because we're printing in the USA. Excellent. Okay. Well, I... I... 
The, the book looks cool, and we want to keep talking about it here a uh, minute. But let's uh, let's uh, well, let me ask this. Um, oh, the things are going on. Um, would be good to get a few retailers. There's one on last week, actually. Yule Carter was here last week. Fantastic comics. Go subscribe to that channel, please do. By the way, if you're enjoying this channel or the show right now, the stream, feel free to upvote. I hear that that YouTube will deliver money to me if you do that. So I guess that's good. <laughs> sure. I'm trying to get them to pay me in alcohol. They they won't. But you know, maybe if we keep pushing. Um, Joe, let's let's for for the moment because this is this will confuse people. Um, you have. So I love I love how the uh, people like an onion. People are learning more about you who who didn't know you before they started seeing you here or on. Yeah, the, the editor of Kim and Kim. Yeah, there you go. right there, right there. Let me see. My name's right on the cover there. It's Corallo. Oh, yeah. it's right there. How'd you get on the cover? Right Wait, you were the editor. How'd you get on the cover? Because Mags, that's a thing that she likes to do is that's to nice. uh, cover nice. credit uh, editors and. I do the same thing with uh, creator-owned books that I have that level of control over. You know, some publishers are just like, no, we, we don't do that. But um, there, there are some that let you do that. And when I can, I put the editor on the cover. So yeah, I well, that's that's pretty awesome. I actually didn't realize that. That's uh, that's yeah. that's good for her actually. That, that, yeah, it's great. Um, so <laughs> you have you worked on the first Deadbeats as an editor? I did. I was. Uh, it was uh, my idea, and, and then I had uh, went to a Blue World, and, and we worked that out uh, together. I had already done uh, a uh, benefit anthology for Planned Parenthood, and uh -huh. where I, I got to work with Neil Gaiman, who I feel like a lot of people have been talking about recently for some reason. I don't know why, but all, all good things. It's yeah. weird, no, but it was, you know, I got, well, it was great because uh, the Mine Anthology, I worked with Neil Gaiman, Gail Simone, Gabby Rivera, Cena Grace. It was <laughs> it was a great time. Everybody loves those names. Yeah, no. Also, Andy Nocenti, Wheezy, Denny O'Neill, Joe Staten, yeah. Paul Levitz. It was it was a fun time. Yeah, those that well, oh, yeah. I, I working with yeah. Weezy is a, would be a dream of mine for sure. Oh yeah, I got her to work with Tommy Lee Edwards for the first time. They were both big fans of each other. Never worked with each other. That's all, Joe. That's uh, well done, Joe. Weezy Weezy is one of those legends in the industry that I feel consistently doesn't. And same with Anna Cinti. A lot of those, the, the Joe Staten would be talked to. A lot oh of yeah, in there. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um. So you have you're doing Deadbeats too. It's a different crew. Of people it's a different crew. A, a few people came back, but for the most part, it's all all new people. We we wanted as many new people as possible. Yeah. To 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 switch it up. Uh, Lisa Stirl came back to to do the cover, which was great. But uh, we got Val Halverson to to do the interstitials. Who he was just off finger guns over at Vault. Yeah. Um, so, so that was great. But yeah, um, uh, Regine Sawyer. Uh, came back to write a story. She's the only, other than myself, Eric Palicki, and, and Tyler Chintaner, who who are, you know, Tyler's the publisher, and then uh, Eric and I are, are the editors. Other than that, Regine was the only one who came back, uh, writing-wise. And then we got a couple of artists who, like uh, Liana Kangas and uh, and uh, Kyler Claude Fuller, uh, came uh, to write. A, a story this time instead of draw. Well, well Kyler's writing and drawing. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, everyone else. Um, I brought in Claudia uh, and, and Ava from Kim and Kim 
uh, to to come back and draw some more stories again. But but yeah, it's mostly a new crew. You know, we got um, Ron Mars, Jamal Eigel, um, Nancy Collins, who we've talked to. Yeah, Nancy uh, Collins, uh, great. Yeah, uh, we got a new Bill Loeb story in here. I'm glad to see Bill Loeb's getting some work. That's awesome. Yeah, it's that that's been great. Uh, Lila Sturgis is a story. Um, trying to think, yeah, it's it's a lot. Uh, Jody Hauser is in this. Yep. So uh, yeah, we we were able to sort of create uh, Yona Harvey, who uh, is probably more known for Black Panther and the the crew. She was the first black woman to write Storm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so so we're able to get a decent amount of. Of people uh, from different uh, parts of comics and different parts of their careers to to contribute stuff, and and that's what's important to me. I, I also love having a Doom Patrol connection. So Jeremy Lambert, who co-wrote uh, some mm-hmm. of the Doom Patrol stuff with uh, Gerard Way, has a story in this. Um, you know, it's it's been great. It's nice when you can reach out to to a lot of these people and they're like, yeah, sure, I'll I'll do something. When is, uh, so when's how long is this campaign going for? It's uh, it's just for the month, so uh, it's going for another twenty seven days, about four weeks, and then uh, it'll be out for you know Halloween season, similar to the first uh, Deadbeats. Oh, okay, excellent. Yeah, um, I, I so one one message I think to everybody. So basically, you've got two comics, both mm-hmm. crowdfunded, both you can put your money into. Mm-hmm. Probably, I'm guessing, appeal to different audiences. Uh-huh. Maybe not. If you like comics, you like comics. I mean, it's 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 good. I, I think. Um, sure. I, I and it's there's something for everyone out there right now. That's that's what this yeah. is to me. That's a, this is awesome. It's true. This no, it, it's 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 great. I, I I'm happy to get to be a part of this and to work on it and to you know curating all all these stories because there's a little over 20 stories this is, you're going to get about uh, 160 pages of comic in in this uh, oh uh, scott peterson also has uh, stuff not the murderer the guy who used to be an editor at, oh. at dc comics who as far as we know hasn't murdered anyone as far as we know as far as we know yeah i but, i would uh, like to see a comic from the guy that well the other no i don't i, I don't actually we don't need to see yeah. that but, uh, yeah. sorry side note Please. Did you know I live in the city that Scott Peterson uh, did the deed in? Oh, I did not know my that. my city, West Valley City, and I just listened to the Cold podcast because I had a long road trip, mm-hmm. and uh, the whole time I'm like, he, they're talking about that Home Depot that's just down the street from me. They're talking oh about God. the Western Garden that's just around the corner. It's uh, it's kind of terrifying when you put it in context. Anyway, I'm sorry. No, oh, you're no. fine. That's that's more interesting than um. <laughs> Being on Long Island, anything like that, it's you, you have to deal with some really horrific Long Island slash Queens accents. Uh, listening to people regale themselves of those stories, you know, everyone sounds like Fran Drescher. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> I, I, why? Why? By the way, can't Streamyard give you a view where all of us are at the top in the images? Like, like every time a comment comes up, it's got to go over Clint. I like I. I I fucking hate this stream yard. Go, go to hell. It, it um, is uh, silly. I don't mind being covered up though. Just ah, to be fair. It's garbage. Wow. Here. Ash yeah. wants to know why, uh, Joe, why aren't you putting Ash in deadbeats? So can Ash write a story in deadbeats three when you do that? Uh, I, 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 I'm going to have to look into that, I guess. Oh, no commitment. Oh, Ash. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. That was, sorry, a, Ash. That was, a, that was a dick move on Joe's part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the nice thing here, here's the secret. Always edit an anthology with a co-editor, first off, because it's way too much work. But secondly, 
anything that happens, you just go, even if you know you're not gonna bring someone on board, you go like, I gotta talk to my co-editor about yeah. it. And then it's like, oh yeah, we already got people. Sorry, can't can't do that. So that's that's the oh. trick. Is, okay. Uh, I see. This is how you've turned on people in the past. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's great. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's it's great. Well, I, I mean, and there are always those people who, you know, every time you have something going, they're just like, um, I, I make this reference a lot, but it's only because I've I've seen Happy Gilmore a lot. Is it's the 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 Red Lobster guy who loves, uh, you know. Uh, what was it? Uh, Shooter McGavin, who's yeah. always just trying to be like, any chance he gets, like, Shooter, you want to go to Red Lobster? Like, that kind of stuff. It's every time you do something, there's always hangers on or people who who want to, you know, yeah. ride your coattails or, or whatever, even if you barely have any coattails to speak of. By the way, thanks to the people in the chat who told me I could just move myself to the bottom of the screen, which I just did. That's awesome. I uh, look the things you learn. Um, this is why I shouldn't drink when I stream. It'd be the great. chat knows that everything. Is, that is why the chat is smarter than me. Always is true. Um, people keep asking about this, but literature devil is a, I. I don't know this guy, so I, I mean, sure, I, I I don't know. I I, mean, I know his channel. I don't know him. Yeah, I don't. I can't like. I'll just reach out to people. Yeah, no, um, Lit, Lit Devil's cool. He did a whole stream where he pirated a copy of Deadbeats and, and went story by story bashing it. He's a cool guy. <laughs> All right, then. I, I, <laughs> I don't know enough of what's going on. I I, I, I feel like I'm just going to start reaching out. Like, I, I would reach out to uh, Ozzy Man and people like that to see if I can get them on the, the Yeah, like, sure. That would, be, that would be fun, but anyway. Um, okay, I will just back away from from that whole comment. Um, but yeah, I, I, I I'm happy to have anybody on stream. I especially like it when I can get you know very different people and projects here. Oh yeah, um, that is that is the best. Uh, a bunch of questions have now been lost um, <laughs> up the up the stream. <laughs> Shots fired. There you go. Cool. Um, <laughs> Oh, it's been it's been a hell of a week. Uh, awesome. So I want to ask both of you. Uh, oh, actually, last thing, uh, Joe on Deadbeats. What is the buy-in for for Deadbeats? What's the buy-in? Oh, it's um, if you do digital, it's twelve. If you do the uh, physical, it's twenty-five. Shipping's included. One hundred and sixty pages of comics. So, what about shipping to the Philippines? Because I know Wes really wants this book. Uh, he, he's going to get digital. He's not going to want to do shipping to the philippines like oh, come on you know we can try but i'm sure it's gonna be like it's 60 dollars or something insane and yeah. you know there there could be a revolution in the philippines by the time the book gets there you don't know what's gonna happen well i do uh uh my thoughts go out to wes and his his wife i believe they are bringing yes. their third child tomorrow so you know we you know, to somebody asked earlier, I, I won't be on Comic Fishinatas, nor will anybody tomorrow, because he is going to be having a kid, which is more important. So, yeah. I think that's 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 more important. Um, a question to Clint, real quick: Is it better to keep putting books on crowdfunding platforms? Um, what, what do you think here? I, I've been wrestling with this question a lot, actually. Um, I did a video; it's probably been a couple months now, at least, and uh, I, I looked at Shopify. That's where I keep my website. Yeah. And technically it has a application like a plugin you can pay for like 20 bucks and you can turn your website into a crowdfunding site. It has the features to do that. 
So you could technically host your own crowdfunding site, sell your own book, you know, if you if it was important to you that format. Um, but the question keeps coming up: How much value does the clap the clout? Oh my goodness, the crowdfunding platform give your book? Like yeah. if my book's on Indiegogo, and this is the whole reason I'm doing the old thirty day and then extend at the last minute trick is so they'll promote it. So. Um, I, I don't know. It's the question is how much do they provide? And I don't know that I'm ready to really fully commit to my own web store yet to try that, but I might in the future try it. Yeah. Excellent. It, it, it feels like, well, that's actually what I wanted to start talking to both of you about a little bit. Um, but real quick, Joe, did you get the price wrong for your book? No. <laughs> you said $12 or six for the, the digital is yeah. 12. And then oh. the um, the physical is twenty five. I could have swore you said sixteen, but I we will have to rebind the tape. But all right, anyway, we'll, we're yeah. oh Joe, it's all right. But yeah, no, it's twelve. Okay, twelve. There we go. All right. So I'm curious. I, a couple questions for you, and then some people have some 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 questions, some other questions in the chat. I, from sure. both of your experience, now, Clint, real quick, you've what's important is you've shipped several books successfully that people have in their hands, and they weren't shitty. Like they, they came in like the, the post glued to the back cover. They were good. Yeah. I mean, I, I think so. Yeah. Most people, most people really liked them. Uh, it's if, especially if you're talking about the print quality, um, I think I, no one has, uh, blamed me at all about the print quality. So. <laughs> Excellent. And, and, but, and you also ship pretty much on time. Is that right? Except for fatal which is it is late but that's art production we're still in the process there so total ownership there um but yes uh, the first two downcasts were both shipped on time or early nice. um so yeah yeah excellent i i i'm i'm glad to hear that um i think this is one of the things that if there's a knocking, one of the, the the stumbling blocks for crowdfunding for some people is just this feeling like when am i going to get it and this this predates this goes back several years. I mean, there's some campaign oh, yeah. from like 10 years ago that screwed up. Um, Joe, are you deadbeats? Did that ship on time or how'd that, how'd that go? Yeah, no, that, that shipped on time and wasn't an issue. Uh, got a Ringo nomination too. So, Hey, ah, very so, good. Not too bad, but no, it was, it was good. It was a good time. How about, um, how about this? Do you think, so I'm, I'm fascinated because this feels like uh, one of those kind of very odd disputes people have, but Indiegogo versus Kickstarter. Clint, do you have a, you're doing yours on Indiegogo. Uh, Joe, you're doing yours on Kickstarter. Yeah. Is, like, should we have you guys wrestle over who's the firm or what? what the, does, the, it doesn't matter. The truth is I don't, um, I don't care if, I think Kickstarter is actually I think it's good. They're all crowdfunding. They're doing, it's essentially the same thing. They just have different interfaces. Yeah. Crowdfunding for me, uh, using Indiegogo specifically, has more to do with that's what my audience wants. Yep. And I get it from like a, you know, personal, I don't know, culture war even perspective, like what, whatever it is, you know, whatever, uh, you know, concoction you can put together. I, I understand that that's what my audience wants. <clears throat> Having said that, I don't, um, if someone wants to use a Kickstarter, that's, I, I don't really have a problem with that. And in fact, Eric, Eric and I had this discussion on a stream. I, down the road, like what's, 
the reason not to put like downcast reprints or something like do do some kind of a downcast collection on kickstarter just to get to another audience if that's truly you know what crowdfunding platforms are offering so i'm i'm not uh, i'm not a huge hardliner but for me indiegogo it, it makes a lot of sense and um you know i i do have some I have a number of problems with the way that Kickstarter has run business. Hence why I've made so many videos about Kickstarter and being critical of them. So, yeah, yeah. it feels like there's a, so on a structural level, um, the way that the two platforms collect their money, both from the backers and then distribute the money. There's some differences there that are very, yeah, uh, not ideological, mechanical in how yeah. the two platforms are built. And it feels like some people are going to likely be more comfortable with the Kickstarter model for their finances and what they do. And some people more comfortable for the Indiegogo. That seems like the core difference, other than what you mentioned, that the audience tends to like one or the other and there's some feelings there. But is that is that true? Do I have that right? Yeah, well, the big thing is, uh, for me, the biggest difference is when the customers are charged, like when their credit cards are charged. Right. And Joe could probably, knows a little bit more about it. But with Indiegogo, the, your card is charged right away. So yep. if, if their card is going to get declined, that'll happen right away. And they the customer has to resolve it or they didn't back the project. With Kickstarter, you pledge, you put your credit card information in, and then it gets charged after the fact. And then I've heard from many people that have used Kickstarter that uh, you'll have some percentage of your your dollars raised that are declined. So you actually, right. it's like sort of another lower your expectations moment. But again, I ran one Kickstarter and it failed. Uh, this was a, a game a long time ago. So I don't know. I haven't actually successfully done a Kickstarter. <laughs> so Joe might be better uh, answering that from that perspective because he sure. has successfully done a Kickstarter. Sure. <clears throat> no, I, I mean, it's it's one half dozen or the other. I, I think a lot of these differences are, are fairly small. Uh, you know, like, I, I don't care if it... You know, I don't usually back things for a ton of money, so I'm not too concerned when Kickstarter is going to like take 20, 30 or so bucks mm -hmm. out. Like, I don't I don't worry about that. I'm, I'm sure there are for, for certain people. I'm not trying to diminish those those kind of concerns. But, but you know, some of the other things, too, is I don't know, like there. It's not, I don't know, people, I don't understand why people care. It's one platform what? or the other, and it's like, all right, you bid on that, you put in for this or that. It's like, I don't, I don't quite get why. It's like, I get it, but also logically, I, 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 I don't. I don't get it. It's one half dozen or the other. Uh, both platforms have the same problems with like, ultimately at the end of the day, they can't show up at someone's house and force them to, mm -hmm. you know, fulfill the, the project. Like you're, it, you're, you're flipping the coin in the same way on both platforms. Well, I mean, as a buyer, I get like a lot of the comments in the chat that are going up on the screen. I get these yeah. reasons and I completely like, what do you prefer? Do you want to be charged right away or charged later? That, that makes a lot of sense in terms of kind of how your sure. finances and that would, that would drive me. Why, um, as some people have asked here, and then there, we'll, we'll get to, there's also the uh, Kickstarter has kicked some projects off 
that definitely uh, annoyed a lot of people uh, who who had that. That that's another factor. I don't know that that's happening as sure. much now, but it, it happened enough that I think it spooked people. Like if you're going to put your money into your to getting sure. your rolling and then you you risk it vanishes, like that's that's going to suck. It uh, didn't happen that much. People highlighted the yeah. handful of examples, but if you look at the amount of projects that go forward and and the amount of projects that don't go forward, it's not like, oh my God, they were just targeting all very, you know, like this specific kind of person over and over again. You know, it's yeah. some of that gets blown out of proportion. I'm not saying it's right or not. I'm not weighing in on that, but certain things, and this is for everything, that people take a couple of examples and and then they act like there's this horrible witch hunt going on against sure. me and these other people. It's like, it's, it sucks if you're that person. And again, I'm not saying it's whether it's right or wrong, but well, people did act like there was, you know, hundreds of campaigns and it's not, it wasn't that to yeah. that level. It, it was it was a few and and Clint, I I'm sorry to let you in here but sure. it 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 feels like um I could see definitely the perspective if you're uh, trying to get a campaign going you're you're bootstrapping it yourself you're putting all these stuff together why would you risk why would why would you want to even if it was two projects got booted off out of a million I would have a worry in my head that me bootstrapping this thing putting it all together I wouldn't I wouldn't I would be risk averse I wouldn't I, I would I would move away from that platform simply from worry that I could be number three, even if the, all my odds are really low. Like why, why take that chance? That would be in my head. I mean, in fairness, people do that too often, though. Everyone oh, kind sure. of everyone projects and goes like, "Oh no!" Like like and uh, and this is not unique to any side or any ideology. It's everyone. No, people they are see, sure. They see, oh my God, this one thing happened to this one person or, you know, yeah. um, these, these things happened to someone. What if that was me? And a lot of times it's like, it's not you and it was never going to be you. But like, that, that's human nature. That's how Vegas sure. operates. The in, sure. From the opposite end, it's like that one guy in a million who won the million dollars in the slot machine could be me. I will just be this forever. It, it, it I don't know. Clint, sure, I'm just saying it's irrational. Yeah, but it, it is. But I get I get it. I get well, why you might worry about that. So what, do, what do you think? Clint? The way the way that I look at it is the so the examples of Kickstarter. I, I don't know if we're, what where you want to call it gate kicking, closing off campaigns or not allowing them to complete on uh, on Kickstarter. The examples that you have, I think, were intended to make a statement now they never said that but it, I, that's i think the general consensus that everybody believes that what they were doing you know what i mean uh, richard mm -hmm. myers campaign uh, sure. to take that down or mike miller mike s miller's campaign um those are the two examples that come to mind but i think that it was intended to make a statement now personnel has changed at kickstarter since yep. then for yep. sure so it's kind of like I don't know at what point um, do you, does a boycott, do you stop boycotting? I don't know that it matters. I, I, you just leave it up to the backers, I guess. But at the same time, I know that Twitter has done things for ideological reasons or kicked people off that I disagree sure. with. So has uh, Patreon, mm. you know? Uh, and so then it's like, well, at some point, and, and another point too is Indiegogo kicked off Fox Day. 
I, sure. I'm not a fan of Vox Day at all. I've made uh, this pretty clear. But there are platforms that kick people off for sure. Um, so I don't know. I just I feel more comfortable at Indiegogo, generally speaking. So mm-hmm. at yeah. the end of the day, it's like I'm I'm happy with Indiegogo, and I know my audience is too. That's sure. knowing your audience seems pretty key to to all of this. Yeah, uh, and you should go where the money is. What about um, what what about this? The the why wouldn't you just? And I know I I think I know the reason, but I'm curious yours. Both of you, why not just put the book out? Like, if you're doing Deadbeats 2, why not just launch it on IGG and Kickstarter simultaneously and call it a day? Why, why wouldn't you do that? I mean, with something like this, this is uh, this is the publisher's book at the end of the day. I'm, sure. I'm an editor on it. So, But I think for a lot of people, it's a fine option. I think this is more just like when people pick one or the other, uh, it, just for ease, uh, it's not an issue of like, oh, I, I'm, I'm making a stand, and, you know, doing that. It's like, oh, I, I've been using this platform and using this platform, you know, especially at this point. I, I think there's less uh, fire behind, oh, are you doing a Kickstarter in Indiegogo as there was like two or three years ago. So, I mean, I, I think it's perfectly fine to just do a Kickstarter and an Indiegogo if, if you want. Who cares if, as if long you're as hitting you're different audiences? Yeah, as long as you're comfortable with the business terms of each. Yeah. Like, what about you, Clint? What, what, and you mentioned you and you have, and I've watched some of your videos, and they're very well. They're thought they're thoughtful about kind of kickstarting some of the Ooh. issues there, and, and people should check it out because I think you go into some nuance that um, a lot of people stop at the. I don't like, you know, the, the woman who was fired, who no longer works there. So screw right. that platform. And you go into you, you, but you actually put detail into kind of your, your issues with the platform, which I appreciate. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things that still is ever present, I, I, I haven't been proven otherwise. It hasn't been proven otherwise lately is that the, they still have um, fans or sorry, excuse me, they'll have staff that pick which books get, promoted like they're at the top of the list mm-hmm. um and that can be great if you get to the top of the list or maybe you don't get to the top of the list anyway so it doesn't matter but at least i know that on indiegogo uh it's just an alg a very simple algorithm and you can get to the top of the list and i have been i've got to check now here i've got to, i have been um in comics for the past few days yeah i'm still number one trending on indiegogo in comics and mm-hmm. so that's that's really helpful. It has nothing to do with my ideology or my book, uh, you know, portraying or reflecting like certain value system. It, it just has to do with my backers pushing the book. Um, having said that, I think if you, if a creator wanted to do both platforms, a great example is Billy Chuchi. Mm-hmm. He, yep. He's known for doing both. Um, I think, you know, more power to him. When you, when you, when you step back and look at it, he made like an extra 30,000 at least. This is the last time I talked to him because of his Kickstarter campaign that he added in addition. Yep. So those are, I'm assuming backers that he otherwise wouldn't have. And, you know, I get that. So I, for me, it's a uh, Indiegogo is the bread and butter, but um, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not like a hardliner. If somebody wanted to do Kickstarter, that's, you know, that's cool. Yeah. Money is money. Yeah. There's a lot of questions here. Somebody asked uh, when I put out my book, which uh, getting closer every day. Uh, what platform will I use? I will use Pornhub, sir. That's what I will use oh. for for my book. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, blazing so I, a new trail. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Opening up a new market. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. That's sound crazy. Do, do you feel the, the pressure perch at all from, uh, you know, which platform you should use? Or are you just considering yourself? Um, I, I don't, I, I definitely have had people uh, tell me which platform I'm going to use. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm going to piss everybody off because I, I'm just going to release it everywhere I can. Okay. So, yeah. There you go. Yeah. You know, I, I will release it on Amazon on demand if I can do that. I will be a whore. There you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, Excellent. that's that's all we got there. Um, so uh, this is unrelated to this, but really quickly, Joe, and, and I'd be curious to get Clint your view too. Who's the most important person on that creative team? The artist, the writer, the artist, the editor, or the writer? I think that um, it's it's really tough. It's never the same person each issue or each book because it's always going to be the strongest person in that uh, category that's carrying it. If if the artist is really strong, they might be able to make up for a weak editor and writer and vice versa for any of those uh, situations. I think uh, anyone who flat out says the artist uh, slept through the 90s because that was, that was great, but until people realized that some of the writing and editing was atrocious or not there, those numbers didn't last. And, Sure. You know, so uh, editor, uh, I think a lot of people might say editor, you know, people keep referencing the Jim Shooter years and stuff like that. And the amount of titles overall across the line that were solid. So you can I think editor might be the easiest one to make the argument for. Uh, but I, I mean, a good writer will get you through a, a, a lot of stuff, but. I don't know. It would pro. I would lean editor and then artist is a close uh, second. Uh, I have an opinion on this. First, Herman, I'm really sorry, but I hate this question. That's <laughs> everybody fair. asks. That's everybody fair. asks it. Uh, no, it. Uh, I've thought about it a lot. I'm a writer, and obviously, I think writing is important. But um, comics. This is this is usually what I say. There's a reason why. I stopped writing novels and that's because I love comics. I want, and yeah, sure. the art is such an important part of that. There's a reason why I'm not backing art books on Indiegogo. I'm not saying I never will, but that's not where my interest lies. It's in comics. And to me that it's the marriage of writing and art to do storytelling yeah. that that is the sweet spot. So mm -hmm. I don't, I love, I think they're both so important, but I think Joe's right. Some yeah. in some books, it's like, you know, with Fatal, it's about Charlie Snogan's artwork. You know, mm -hmm. that it's really important to the creative team, and especially if people knew about his storytelling, uh, you know, aspect to it. But um, you know, other books, it, it, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna vary slightly. But overall, I think they're both just so important. Oh yeah, no, it's yeah, it's similarly. I, I do tend to. Uh, not yeah. for that question because my answer to that would naturally be like, why, why can't we find three people to do something good? Well, one person to do all three. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but but no, too. it's um. But yeah, because there there are very few comics that I love, like that that I genuinely love, and will go back and reread where one of those three is atrocious. Yeah, you know, it's usually like everything has to be at a certain level. Uh, 
I think to to make a good comic. So I will say I think the most underappreciated role is the letterer. Um yeah. and everyone yeah. knows I'm friends with Eric Weathers and but but uh part of it is when I see bad lettering, I just blow a gasket. I yeah. it drives me crazy. So you're right, but is are you saying that it's like Eric in the chat or something? And you're just like, <laughs> no, he's not No, I'm, in general. You, you <laughs> see a book with bad lettering and it's like, uh, it's true. I, a lettering can distract really quickly and turn something from professional looking into amateur in a hurry. Oh yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll throw out this, this is going to be a hot take lettering wise, but I think the lettering in the March trilogy, the John Lewis March trilogy could have been a little better. <laughs> the gauntlet has been thrown. Just, yeah, screw you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, rest in peace, John Lewis. But, you know, so. How about uh, quickly on these? I'm pissed because I, I left out a piece of art here. We could have been staring at some cheesy piece of art at the on the right side of the screen. But Oh, uh, good. What do you think? I, I, uh, I this, this is a sucker question um, because I, I know the answer to this middle one. But uh, what do you think? <laughs> Will bigger publishers get into crowdfunding? Uh, what do you What do you think, Clint? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. How about you, Joe? What do you think? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, after Boom's success with uh, Keanu Reeves, I, I think that uh, it's inevitable. Even though, um, you know, when Archie tried it a few years ago, they they got reamed. You mm -hmm. know, Archie, yeah. which everyone knows, is like, look at Archie. And the, that billion dollar company where everyone's rolling in dough. How dare they try to crowdfund a comic? Yeah. Here's a comment from Mark that if anybody is watching the chat right now might want to take note of. I just, I think this is maybe a common uh, feeling from people that maybe, but, but I'm just, I'm just speculating here that maybe sure. Mark might have a point here. Some people should kind of pay attention to. I, do you think, well, um, do you think the big publishers, if they get, if they if a big publisher gets into crowdfunding, do you think that would go well? If a big publisher, I think it would. Um, I think they have to approach it correctly. I think the people that are going to say you shouldn't be publishing because you're a big publisher, um, they are they're the minority. They're loud, but they're mm -hmm. the minority. I think most people are going to see, oh, here's a cool project like whatever if you're going to do batman okay. um and if they do it right you have a lot of social proof you have people going to back the campaign you have uh like being able to see the numbers go up like all of this where it's a big event that people are involved in there's a lot of benefits to crowdfunding that way even if you're not talking about the money it does get people excited for it so mm. but I, but uh... it's still going to drop olive branch uh, I'm sure like statements like we care about crowdfunding platform, you know, whatever they got to do to yeah. smooth things over. It would be good if they could get another Batman book out. Like there aren't like they need to crowdfund more Batman. There's not a Batman. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe a bad example. But. No, no, I'm not joking. <laughs> By the way, uh, somebody, so I don't know if, if Clint stole video idea, it's not my video idea. Like if Clint, did you walk into Barnes and Noble and looked at the graphic novel section? Yeah, I did. But good. It, like I, so I showed this and I got a, the most amazing amount of blowback from people that said I cherry picked a single store where Mongo was doing better. 
And like, I got so much shit for this video. So more people should do this video because if for nothing else, like to show that it's not just this one isolated store. So, but you know, my video was a satire, like the whole, it was just a joke. It was 26 seconds long to just show that I was in the neighborhood of Eric Weathers. Oh, so no, like, that... it was just a gimmick. Um, more people go, go photograph your store. Cause I, I believe there is a, a decent crowd of people out there who believe that I, I found the one magical store manga was selling better. And it's like, I drive me nuts. Anyway. <laughs> yes. This guy puts this, um, th this was something that I don't think there is a Barnes and Noble in Japan. I, I, that, I don't, I don't believe that that store operates there. So no, I was not in Japan filming this. It, 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 anyway, it drives me crazy. Um, you kind of touched on earlier, Clint, uh, the idea that you have, if, there are a number of crowdfunding campaigns and indie creators who are doing these things. Do you think that they get, do you, at some point, do you think that there starts to become some consolidation and people start to get into kind of a repeatable publisher model or it, it, like, uh, is everybody just going to continue to operate as individuals? What, what do you think? Uh, it, it's hard to say that this is uh, like all openly on my videos. I talk about all this stuff and I sort of go back and forth a lot and I'm trying to figure it out myself. I think crowdfunding as a can be part of a sustainable model. I don't think that crowdfunding is just completely the answer. Um, mm -hmm. So I think part of it, like what I'm doing with trying to get the books produced ahead of time, use crowdfunding to get your initial cells. That's where your early adopters jump in. And then you have to have something afterward. So I think that's where Alterna comes in for me. So I'm trying to put together what I think is yeah. a sustainable model. And I'm still learning for sure. But my every since I began, all of this is just one big experiment for me. Yeah, excellent. I love it. What, what do you think? And by the way, yes, there are butts coming later. I promise you. Don't worry. You're not going to miss it. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, we, we got you covered. Although it's a weak week. It's a weak week for butts. I'm just spoiled. That's too bad. Yeah. Joe, what do you think? Do you think uh, we start to see some consolidation here? Uh, I wish. I, yeah. I, I feel like no. I, I feel like it's still. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't. I, I wish, but I, I, I'm not too hopeful. It feels like somebody with a little bit of funding can come along and start to kind of snatch up creator or like not snatch up but offer deals to creators who have successful yeah. projects and start to make something that that feels like that would be a good business plan for somebody yeah it does uh, you know it, it wouldn't take that much for someone just a little ingenuity and an understanding to really uh become a big player with this stuff yeah that's yeah, true it's weird how that works hmm. it is weird i wanted to ask you both this um <laughs> that just sounded so Makes um, me want to scratch my chin here. I don't yeah. Know. yeah. <laughs> um, see, I told you butts were coming. Uh, at, this is one of my favorite things um, in the sense that they published this, this from all-star Batman and Robin by uh, Frank Miller and Jim Lee. Mm -hmm. And they went ahead somebody made the decision. And this is where I'm curious, Joe, in your time as an editor or Clint with the books you've done, would you ever do this? So they, they published the script that Frank Miller wrote for this, uh, this, this comic. And this is Frank's words, um, where he goes, okay, Jim, he's talking about Jim Lee. I'm shameless. Let's go with an ass shot. And it's all like all caps, panties, detailed balloons from above. She's walking restless as always. I can't take her eyes off her, especially since she's got one fine ass. Y you both have written comics. 
is this how you write comics? It's, uh, it's not how I write comics. Yeah, <laughs> 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 um, yeah I, I, uh, I don't know. It, it's, I don't, I'm, I'm probably not a good example of your everyday writer, but um, yeah. I don't actually, I don't actually like this stuff, uh, contrary to popular opinion. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I would be curious what the context is or why. You know what I mean? Like, is there a... I don't know. Like, th this is the weirdest book because they... they is there a key stuffed in there or something? Like, it, what's the, you know... No, they, this is like a screenshot, but they, in this comic, they published the full script. And it's... it's I, I, I've never... I've, I've read a lot of scripts uh, over the years. And I've got some that I've, I've paid for because I'm a nerd who puts them in frames sometimes when they're cool pages. I know it's, I also have the art, but the scripts are also kind of cool. And this... I've never, I don't think I've ever seen another writer and, and Joe, you're, you're going to see, have seen a lot more than me that would say things like, you know, she cocks her head, tossing her hair, detail her bra. It'll drive them crazy, Jim. Like I, 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 I can't, I'm having trouble picturing somebody writing that and Frank Miller's a legend, but this is weird, right? No, it's, it's weird. But I mean, the, a lot of the scripts now it's, it's a lot of stuff where, like the the stuff they're writing in the script is bad, but it's not the same kind of bad. Like it'll be like it's really important to me that you make some sort of reference to this Neutral Milk Hotel album in the only Neutral Milk Hotel album that anyone yeah. cares about in in the background of this shot. Like like it'll be stuff like that, okay. or it'll be like you know like you should be listening to like this album while you're illustrating and like that kind of crazy stuff. So it's different I mean, kinds of crazy. Now, I mean, Stephen, I, I'm, I'm curious to, I do want to see your writing now. I'm actually curious you throw this out like this. I do want to see. Yes, well, now I. <laughs> I, 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 um, I, there are very many styles, absolutely. Um, this is a, a quick example I put in here, but there's, and I, I need to do some videos. It is a, the script is, is, is very weird. Um, and that's a great yes. iron. I will read this in a 1940s Hollywood director voice. That will be uh, <laughs> that'll be that'll be great. You want to be a star? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I I it's it's I it, it's it's funny. Um, this was this by and large terrible comic, but it did look pretty. Jim Lee drew it very nice, and not just the ass here, but it was it was a very pretty looking comic. Um, but. The funnest part of this is the script. Like this is a book where if you if you pick this up, just flip to the script and read through it, it is a hell of a time because um, it is all like this. It, it's Frank Miller having a great plan. It is. Uh, I mean, I love Frank Miller's stories. I mean, he's one yeah. of definitely my favorite writers. But yeah, yeah. You, you, I'm the I'm the Mormon. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> right there. So it's like I just. I don't do it, but I do. I'm, I'm, why did he capitalize ass shot like that? Like yeah. he, he wanted, he, he really wanted him. I, I know it's, it's anyway. This, yeah, uh, no, I, I just thought it was awful how he uh, murdered all those kids in their dreams after he was burned to death as a janitor. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> that was, that was uncalled for Frank. Yes. That, okay. I see what you did there. Yeah, I, I, uh, it, it, it is a trip. I'm, I'm telling you, if you, if you've read uh, All Star Batman and Robin, and you've not seen the script, do yourself a favor, like locate the script because it is, it is a hell of a time, just from start to finish. Um, anyway, I, it's, 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 it's good. 
I would not write bourbon shot. I'd write the, I mean, it's a whole glass. You don't do shots of bourbon. You drink, you drink a glass of bourbon. That's, that's yeah. heresy. Or you drink, or you drink from the bottle. That's you really drink the only from, way you do it. You drink from the goddamn bottle. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Clint, this is the first time you've been on since we've done this, uh, but kind of looking at the comics coming out next week and uh, bad news for Joe. Uh, last week, we only had 69 comics come out in one week, which is oh no, wonderful. So we have we have gone back over a hundred. So next week we're getting hundred and ten new comics. Oh, wow! <laughs> um, I like how we break Joe every single time. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> um, it believe it or not, uh, of the month of June, uh, this is the second lowest week. So it only gets worse from here. They're trying to hit those manga, manga sales numbers. That's what yeah. this is about. It's uh, it's a lot of comics. It is uh, highest number of comics, Detective Comics uh, 1037. That's nice. It's going to be hard to beat, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 20% of the comics, a little bit over 20% are number one issues, right? Oh, God. Clint, uh, as, a, uh, <laughs> as a comic creator, do you see these things and just like, doesn't this blow your mind a little bit? Yeah. I I. It's just such a... It just feels like they're dumping yes. content, you know, or like they've, well, we've been saving this up, you know, the pandemic's been hard. We have all these uh, issues we got to get, get out there, but I don't know. I, I don't, uh, it, it feels like to me that there are bigger problems with sales. If the, the solution is to just put out more titles, you know? Yeah. But it's what do I know? Comics. I, 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 I've talked to people inside the company. It's like, well, you know, there's a lot of the, the great part is there's a lot of things that you know for people, and that's true. There's a lot of options. This does not count graphic novels, OGNs, or crowdfunding stuff, by the way, for what it's worth, or manga. So this number is well over 200 if you throw in all that stuff. But just saying, and I gotta say something real quick. Critical, yeah, critical, yeah. critical blast is in the chat. I scheduled to stream with him right after this stream, and I missed. Uh, calculated the times so apologies to critical blast he said don't rush but let me i guess let me know in the chat do you want us to uh do you want me to jump out and switch over or you want us to finish off the stream uh totally my fault 100 yeah and critical blast definitely needs some support if you're um critical blast is a good channel the guy works his ass off for that channel and uh he he deserves more subs more people watching his stuff so Mumbles says you should get out of here because we suck. But, uh, but <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, Clint says uh, Critical Blast says he'll keep pushing back. But, but definitely do do Critical Blast that channel a favor. Subscribe. The guys, the guys trying really hard, and he's got good stuff on. He gets good guests, so I would definitely yeah. get in on that. Um, real quick. So, all right, uh, there was a question here for you, Clint. Uh, there, this is what happens when there's a lot of oh, fuck. There's there's too many. There's there's too many questions here. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I now we're getting. Now, see that the channel is mildly popular. Now there's there's too much uh, too oh much. Boy, popular. yeah, there we go. We, we hit it. I You're mean, blowing uh, up. Yeah. yeah, I'm blowing up. All right. Um, okay, so so very quickly. So so these are the comics coming out next week. Uh, and this is a part where I, what this is what cracks me up. So uh, Super Babes is rocking the our comeback will be bigger than the setback logo. It that seems like a weird time to be doing that. Now. I I think it's kind of hilarious. So so they're Archie's sticking with Diamond. I take it. I, all, all of the changes. Huh? 
AC. Well, I mean, there's, there's AC comics keeping it. Oh, AC. Oh, AC. I, was oh yeah. <laughs> I thought it said Archie, and I was like, no, I, no. I didn't want to comment on, on no, anything. We're, this is AC, sir. <laughs> this okay. is, uh, uh, there, there's a, there's a few things. Uh, there's a few comics here. Again, a lot of independent stuff. I, I, Clint, as, as Joe's looking at this very critically, he's got the expression of somebody who's evaluating that list closely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, try to market your book. You've got a, you've got a title out. You're trying to kind of rise above the noise. When you're publishing hundred plus comics a week, how in the world do you do that? I know, that's, that's tough. I, and this is why crowdfunding, <laughs> like you, you can actually stand out. I'm I'm at the top yeah. of the trending list right now. Yeah, but uh, probably not with Super Babes. I'm guessing. No, well, I mean, if you were if you had signed a deal, you're getting your comic out through American Mythology Productions, for example. I mean, how I, I feel like no matter how good your book is, you're going to get buried. Mm. It's just I, I. Is that part of the strategy from the big two? to like you just flood the shelves and that way people are sure to be buying your your stuff i definitely think that's a part of it i I think that you got so much volume but i mean you know you got six books out from antarctic uh that's i mean there's that's still a lot of time and this is in a week i mean this is next week this isn't for the full month and it's just a lot it's it's a lot yeah Who's getting Laurel and Hardy meets the Three Stooges? <laughs> number one. N- n- number one. I, I mean, you know, uh, you could probably buy a cup of Starbucks coffee from the page rate you get, like writing a comic there. But, uh, but yeah. Oh my God, this is. Isn't Donnie Cates doing Baby Teeth? I. I... Is that his book. I thought it was a Donnie Cates book. No, I don't think. Is it? I. I don't. This is the problem. I don't know. There's too many. I mean, I mean yeah. I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna check here because oh, he's he's I looking. Like at I, thought was, I thought it was. It is Donny Cates. Donny Cates, baby teeth number eighteen, has no yes. chance of standing out with all of this stuff. As Donny Cates, it's a Donny Cates book. <laughs> I I don't. I mean. I, I just it this there there has to be a different model here. This isn't going to work. And and so Clint, you've got a book out. It's it's trending. I imagine Deadbeats based on the information. I'm, I'm sure you're you're doing. I'm, I'm sure there's some promotion or your I, I don't know whatever Kickstarter's view of trending is. I'm sure that's sure. getting some attention right now. Both of you are going to get more attention than about ninety percent of the books we're about to see on this list. I also don't want to know what Bunny Mask is. <laughs> There are too many not good things that could be. And I don't want to know any of them. There is uh right now the, the creator of Bunny Mask is in the chat, just a single tear going down. <laughs> that reminds me of the time my buddy Austin Walker, I was at uh he's a big shot in gaming or whatever. I mm. don't know. Anyway, we were at a Pixies concert and uh he uh. He tweeted out because um, the 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 two people that you know Joey Santiago and, and the other guy that's not you know uh, you know Frank Black or um, you know the uh, Kim Deal the Joey Santiago and the other guy so they're putting out an instrumental album and, and there was a contest at the time this is like two thousand nine where uh, they were going to release like the best remixes of 
of their instrumental album. Uh, so my buddy Austin tweets out, see, tw Twitter was getting people in trouble even back then. Mm, yeah. Tweets out the two least important members of the Pixies want you to finish their album for them. <laughs> nice. And then Joey Santiago replied to that tweet with a sad face. <laughs> oh man, savage! <laughs> how about uh, how? And I, I'll move the banner here for a second. Please do again. Check out Critical Blast channel. Yes. Um, how so? Again, here's another another batch of books. Again, some good stuff on here. Some stuff I'm enjoying. I like Marjorie Finnegan. I think that's a fine book from AWA. There's a couple things okay. in here that are that are quite fun. Um, I don't know what Allison Leatherland is, but sure. It's issue number three. Yeah. All right. Secret Land. Uh, it looks pretty good from what I've seen. Um, I, yeah. Wow. James Bond's still going at it. Yeah. Agent hmm. Inspector. Speaking of which, uh, we have Dynamite here, so people know hey. what this is. So we, yeah, I know the, the excitement is has arrived. Um, so Clint, uh, Dynamite has it's a Dynamite's got a weaker week next week. So this is what uh, Dynamite's bringing us next week. Oh, Bunny Mask is that it? That that's not it. unfortunately that's. <laughs> <a week. laughs> uh, it's uh, it, that's Betty Page for some reason in a Bunny Mask, but. Um, and we get Vampirilla versus uh, Purgatory, and it looks like Purgatory has won on, on some level. Huh, but, um, yeah, the, the one to the left of the bunny mask, though, who's the artist on that? That one actually looks like a, like, good. <laughs> Don't say it that way. <laughs> uh, a little bit of something for everyone. It, it has a Jay Lee-like quality to it, but I do yeah. not, I don't know. It's not, uh, God, that the signature is too fucking small there, but uh, yeah, but, but yeah, that that's a good one. It, it's given me like John K. Snyder the Third fashion action kind of vibes. Yeah, so. it wouldn't sell because it's dated, and as we know, things that uh, reference that uh, anything before 2010 don't work in comics. That's what Marvel tells us. So it's true. But th this yeah. is this is a, a sad day for for bun enthusiasts. Yeah, yeah, this it is. is uh, this is a very this is a very tea heavy uh, section. Of yeah, titles. not even that. So, Clint, you came on on the like last week was just amazing. Uh, this week, <laughs> this week is just uh, this is not the the week for it. I mean, we we've got you've got uh, Ash on the cover of of Dynamite Lives, having to kind of pick up some of the steam here. But it's it's a depressing yeah. week. It's a depressing week. Dynamite, lots of comics, but they're not bringing their uh, T or A game. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean that Vampirella versus Purgatory uh, cover. If if they noticed each other, I, I think that would help. But yeah, their their disinterest in each other really uh, two ships passing in the night. Yes. <laughs> Uh, we'll have to uh, we'll have to we'll have to get you around here uh, next week or the week after where, where there will be more. It, it is a is a downer of a week, and and we'll follow right up with this. Oh, Woo! Um, <laughs> let's do it! <laughs> Six sidekicks of uh, Trigger Keaton uh, coming out next week. Um, I oh no, <laughs> that's uh, who's, who's putting this out? That's image, yeah. That's image, yeah. This sure. is, we know where the M and M colors went. 
That's there we go. In the yeah. tile here. <laughs> That's um, exactly. <laughs> I, I. What is a six sidekicks of Trigger Keaton? <laughs> that this is not helping me understand what this book is that they presumably want someone to buy. I. Uh... I don't know. Soap bubbles don't usually work that way, but that's okay too. Sure. Um, um, I like the emotional roller coaster we've got to chat on right now. Um, and it was funny. Like, I could have gone with the cover of Ant Number Twelve, but this is the torture I wanted to give to people this week. But here's here's what you're looking at. Like like yeah, like level. everyone everyone needs to look very closely at this cover because <laughs> the like if you zoom in there, like the perspective's just off like where the shower head is shooting the water and where he's standing, like it's, it's off. Yeah, that's true. You know, I, I think that's like, um, <laughs> he has organs. So. He, <laughs> They're in there. Yeah. I mean, sure. But, but yeah, I, I mean, that perspective's killing me. Like really everyone look very closely at the cover for a while and you'll notice that the <laughs> perspective's off. Wide, wide eyes. <laughs> I the uh the the size of the shampoo and the I guess the beer is all wrong as well like this is some kind of giant yeah. man in a in a shower but uh I don't know and where is he sticky look he is the perspective here again you you artists like he he looks to make that work he's standing like so far away from that yeah shower like it, it he looks farther away from it than he should be yeah you know, just keep I, looking at this cover. Like, just really <laughs> stare at it, and you'll notice these these things. Absolutely, I'll uh, plug Magpie Wizard Kindle novel. Sure, you bet. There you go. <laughs> uh, before we rack up the dislikes here, uh, Nottingham number four. Nottingham is a hell of a book, though. Nottingham's great. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm really enjoying that book. That's uh, it's been a that's been a great great little little ride. Any anything uh, you you made? What kind of comics are you are you buying and reading these days, Clint? Um. Well, so it's two two components. I like to. I'm trying to pick up older books. Yeah. Um. I have. I never. I didn't grow up reading comic books. I got into comic books in my early twenties. So uh, there's so much that I want to catch up on. Uh, I did pick up um, the. Daredevil, current Daredevil run. I don't know why I can't think of Chips the writer. Yes, Marco Chico uh, and Sidarsky. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to be getting into that pretty soon. I've been reading Beast Wars from IDW. Okay. And it's terrible. It's so bad, but I'm reading it because I'm making videos. Um, I've also been reading Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, also from IDW, but this is, uh, the Last Ronin, which is oh, actually. Yeah pretty good it's okay yeah. yeah so uh and then i'm reading a lot of crowdfunded books but not fast enough i have so many the the stacks are getting really tall so i just finished she two mm -hmm. uh that was pretty good i enjoyed it and uh yeah i got a big stack more to go yes yeah, very good people ask us to go back they're looking at some of these stuff there are some other uh we've got um decorum number eight uh, Jonathan, the book, the, the book, the, the the world that Jonathan cares about these days. Uh, sorry, yeah. I that way. Um, but uh, Geiger number three uh, is out there. Uh, yeah. there. there's a few things. Oblivion Song um, is is a fun title uh, that gets yes. overlooked. 
just about over though, right? It's coming to an end, yeah. yeah. Uh, unfortunately, there's some there's some good stuff. Uh, yeah, the uh, the good Asian number one was yep. pretty good. So uh, number two, uh, that'll be interesting to read. Uh, Hank Kids Comics Volume Two Part One. I mean, if you're a Howard Shankin fan, yep. uh, would you believe he he has uh, mean things to say about the comics industry? Yeah, yeah. You can read it in there. Mm. Yeah. Mm. How about uh, DC Comics? Um, we've got the the kind of long-awaited, much-hyped uh, Pride issue. Uh, Joe, can you explain to the controversy today? I, I don't want to do a full fucking video about it, but the uh, <laughs> the uh, the adventure that um, what is it the the injustice game had around Poison oh Ivy? Can you explain that hilarious controversy? Oh my God! This was so. Oh my God. So I, I don't know. I don't play these games, but of course I, I saw this was going on. They had tweeted something earlier today, or it might've been the other day. Let me pull it up here. Yeah. What? So, so they tweeted about, uh, you know, their whole pride thing. And it's like their global pride challenge update was uh, beating up poison Ivy. <laughs> Yeah. Who who is uh, a character that a, a lot of people cling on to as, as being bisexual. But but the tweet itself was Global Pride Challenge Daily Update. Together, you've taken down entangling poison ivy 175,000 times. Keep yeah. up the great work, heroes. Defeat poison ivy 225,000 more times. Yeah. To unlock the first first reward tier hashtag pride. Yeah. And then a little later we get the apology. Yeah. We recognize associating <laughs> our latest global challenge with pride was insensitive and inappropriate. It, it is a funny backbone. It, it so the game, as far as I understand it, um, you have to kind of defeat these characters to unlock them, and then you get them. Very standard kind of fighting game thing. Yes. And then they decided, let's connect ourselves to Pride, which, as as a corporation, as you do apparently, um, whether you have a good idea or not. And in their case, their good idea was uh, Poison Ivy will be our featured character. So you got to beat the crap out of her hundreds of thousands of times, and then you get. This, this uh, and and what's funny is the, the play, this was a lose lose for everyone because the people playing the game see nothing wrong with any of this because they're used to unlocking characters. To them, it's like I'm I defeat the guy, I defeat poison ivy, and then I unlock poison ivy. This is how the game works. They're not associating uh, you know hate violence to any of this. They're just playing the game, and poison ivy is a featured character of the month. Good. The problem is, I think all the people who didn't play the game, who's like, "What are? Why are we promoting beating up? Uh, like, it, who's doing the marketing over there? Come on!" <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're a regular to the game, I guess it's just part of. Yeah. I I can actually see how you would. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't sure. think this through yes. correctly yes. all the way, but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty funny. Here, here's I gotta you gotta let me read the rest of this apology. It's real oh. quick. It's okay. Real life violence against the LGBTQIA plus community and women within that community in particular is all too common. 
and we should actively engage in efforts to end LGBTQIA plus violence, not normalize it. We apologize to the greater community, but especially LGBTQIA plus members, we are committed to listening and doing better. They uh, they still want <laughs> points. <laughs> That's it's, like, yeah. oh, oh, we've messed up. Can we still get the points, please? Yeah. You you cannot at that point. You're done. <laughs> I, I and it is it is sad because it is everybody loses. And the people playing the game are kind of rightfully annoyed, particularly given that they've been working hard to beat up poison ivy so they could collect her. <laughs> um and, and it is it is funny because it's I was watching this argument take place and the players of the game, rightfully so, are like, What the hell? We just we want our unlockable character. Why are, what what is going on? We're proud of Getting this unlockable character is what we want. And this whole drama was going on. It, it, this is, I mean, it, terrible. Anyway, just terrible. Just <laughs> all, the, all, the, all the worst possible ways to go together. A- anything on, on here? We're, we're, we're moving through it. Um, anything on here uh, catch your attention? I guess I got to keep reading Batman the Detective. Swamp God. That sounds like a cool title. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah right. Unfortunately, yeah. Swamp God is uh, has a lot of armor, so you don't see the swamp. Oh, no, that's that's too yeah. bad. Um, I guess I'll read. Uh, honestly, the Batman and Scooby Doo mysteries is probably sounds more entertaining than almost all of this. But <laughs> Jesus, uh, Detective. I'll, I'll I'll probably read Detective. I've been liking Detective enough. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm still behind an American Vampire. I'm eventually going to catch up and with it, but I'm I'm just not picking it up regularly. Be a good binge. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, Future State Gotham sounds like the the worst time on Earth. <laughs> Don't I, say just, so. <laughs> I just I can't imagine putting myself through that. Um, I, I understand. How is Rorschach? This, we still have this many months left of Rorschach. Yeah. How many more months of this book? Four more titles. Oh, next God. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what the fuck is. Yeah, I. I... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. There are just too many. Over on Marvel side, uh, no. I know you're really into the Hellfire Gala, right? You're, you're reading these? <laughs> I, I, I couldn't finish X-Force, but I read the other two. Hmm. Yeah, X-Force you, was the one I was reading. Are you in on any of this, Clint? You're, you're, you're just... I, um, I mean, I've made fun of the Hellfire Gala. I've gotcha. not read okay. any of yeah. it. I, wow, it's, it's really again, homophobic. Just, no desire. I know it, it's Pride Month. There has to be uh, a boogeyman, I guess, right? I mean, yeah. so Pride Month, I guess I'm the boogeyman now. Oh, okay. Well, it's yeah. actually Eminem who's showing up at the Hellfire Gala. Yeah. <laughs> Eminem. And which is funny too, <laughs> just to me, because uh, you know he's gotten in trouble on, with some of his lyrics, you know, uh, recently too. I think he so, he got in trouble so bad he had to do a duet with Elton John. Like, I mean, yeah. how much trouble you get in before that? I'll never forget when he uh, was interviewed by Anderson Cooper in his studio, and Anderson Cooper just straight up was like are you homophobic or, you know, it just like it's right to the throat. I've never seen Eminem 
so scared. Like, he actually looks scared at that interview. Yeah. But right, so. right to it. I, I, I appreciate the cutting to the chase. That was a... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's great. Um, Heroes Reborn is, as I'll leave my word, Heroes Reborn has been uh, much more entertaining than some of the other things that are being produced every week, which is not words I thought I would say. That That's fine. The bar's pretty low, so yes, that's fine. That's, that I, is I mean, true, yeah. What, what do we got here? I, I guess X-Men 21. I'm going to have to read that, I guess, huh? The new team that was revealed uh, on Twitter? Well, doesn't the new teams get revealed, but it doesn't like it's not Jerry Duggan until X-Men number one, right? Right, but they're gonna announce the winners of the X-Men vote. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's gonna happen and then uh mm-hmm. God, what else what the hell else? Um yeah, Grim Fairy Tales is still getting yeah, that, that's oh. what I was thinking of. And uh, Pat Shan's uh, making a return to uh Xenoscope. He's doing a mini series there. So he wants to talk to us. We gotta get him, we gotta do that again. We, yeah, no, oh. that'd be great. All right, we're we're at the end. The last one, I promise. I'll quit torturing everybody with this. Uh, dead air. Oh, I th- I thought you uh, cut out for a minute. No, I yeah. just like what? What's going on? Yeah. Steak. Scout comics. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Books. Yeah. yeah. Scout's been. Um, what was it? Um... They do some interesting thing. I think they're one of the publishers that started doing the like we're going to put out like issue one of things, and then we're going to do, <laughs> um, like issue like like we're going to just go straight to the graphic novel on on some of their stuff. Obviously, not all of it, but I, I think they've been testing that out. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Martin wants this to be the uh, the Beckstar cover. Yeah. Well, um, there was a, a second print cover. That was, there is. Um, I don't know if I get comps of that. I hope so. It, it was a nice cover. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. So, Clint, this is all the books out next week. Um, you know, on your pull list, are we we got two dozen, three dozen? What do you think? <laughs> no dozen. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> seriously, there's so, there so few books uh, mm-hmm. that I'm buying that I would get uh, from the comic book shop. And most of it, I, I really believe that I represent a lot of readers, though, actually, too, where it's like, eh, I've heard that the the Daredevil series is pretty good. I'll wait until it's a trade and then I'll pick it up, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I've been a lot more selective with what books I'm getting. So I don't know. It's it, they're not only competing with each other, but they're competing with a really impressive back catalog of books, you yeah. know? Yeah, it's really a- hard to stand out. It's a lot of volume. I, I love comics and I, I, there's some comics on here. I definitely am going to enjoy and, and read, but it's just, it is, uh, it's increasingly a challenge to find them out of all this noise. And that, and yeah. especially like you said, you're competing with not only back issues, but you're competing with stuff like this. So just as kind of one screen, uh, manga is bringing us rent a girlfriend. How do we relationship? Uh, one piece has a volume next week. That's going to be wonderful. A frog in the well does not know the ocean. It's classic. Yeah, no, that that's a classic. Um, uncle from another world with, without an uncle in sight on that cover. Yeah, well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, you got your Kirby manga uh, manga there. Um, yeah. You know, Komi can't communicate. Sure. Yeah. 
So this is that, your next uh, your next volume, Clint. You gotta you gotta you gotta tap into kind of this kind of storytelling. Get get some Kirby. I notice the big eyes. Every that's one big thing with, with covers is there's a lot more eyeball real estate on manga, and maybe that really is the difference. Yeah, yeah. I I, I have to notice a lot of these titles look uh, look fun, even if I have no freaking idea what's going on there. Like the the except the frog in the well does not know the ocean looks super creepy. I just that girl staring at you right into your soul. That's yeah. I I uh, since I started making videos, everyone's like, you need to read manga, and I hadn't before. My brother was like, you should watch anime, and I hadn't really before and then um i've been starting to like test the waters and i get i get the appeal for sure i read uh oh gosh i'm gonna edo's uh the shark junji edo yeah junji edo um <laughs> was it guy or yeah i think yeah. that's it mm-hmm. i i slaughter everybody's names but it's like you mm-hmm. don't know what's gonna happen because there's there's not like this rigid storytelling that you kind of end up expecting in western storytelling altogether mm-hmm. it's almost like this freedom so it's like everyone could die at the end of this like that's a yeah. very real possibility so it almost mm-hmm. that makes the stakes higher because you don't know what's going to happen yeah it's very true i i like this well done max fish this is a great comment um yeah. And and Spy X Family is a good book. That's one you can jump into pretty quick, and I, I definitely would recommend that. That's a I should do a review of that. That's some good stuff. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, well, Clint, I, I do know they're they're pushy to go, but uh, if you have a few more minutes with us, um, I don't know if you've seen this bit. So the the question is, uh, I'll show you some panels. We got three of them. You tell this is just at the beginning. Uh, you tell me if this was intentional or unintentional. Uh, what they're up to, okay? Hmm. So th- this one's this one's uh, this one's not. I mean, this one's clear what they're doing here. But this is from, by the way, the a nice house at the lake. Our, uh, Joe, did you read that? Did what do you think? <laughs> I, I didn't read that one. Um, I'll, I'll I, I might eventually. James puts out too many books that are horror books that have really long titles for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right. Well, well what a line. Okay. So, yeah, here we go. Um, just tell me whether you think this is intentional. The, like the writer, of the artist knew what they were doing, or whether it was just kind of came out that way. So, how about how about this, this is an old comic? What, what do you think about this? Uh, this this <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna guess based off of the artwork and the time period that this is probably unintentional. That's my guess. Okay. Yep. Is is there a right yeah. answer? No, no, it's 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 up to your own idea. What what do you think, Joe? Do you think this was just? I, I, I'm, in, I'm inclined to agree that, that based on the time and yeah, yeah, unintentional. Okay, yeah. that's kind of with you. Everybody's pretty unintentional. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that I've ever heard somebody describe clouds as huge black balls, but uh, no, I mean that you're in for some pretty shitty weather they're they're like i don't want to follow the same cliches of pillows like what what's something else i want to stand out as a writer well because those aren't clouds because they're clearly something else that that person's looking at yeah something strange they could have been huge black balls actually they could have been (laughs) you know it's out of context not it's a simpler time yeah for sure all right how about this how about the, the, the artist chose to render this image? Um, now, now for some reason, Jimmy Olsen has got Reed Richards type powers and he's decided to tie these guys up with his leg. But 
what what the, the artist chose to draw him in a unusual way. What do you think? Do, do you think this artist was having a little bit of fun with this panel or or uh, or was this just kind of an unintentional mistake about how the limbs were drawn there? Uh, I'm going to go with intentional. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I think it might be unintentional. Okay. I think it, it might be. Joe's sticking unintentional. I'm, I'm a little bit with Clint here. I feel like yeah. the artist was, uh, I, I think... The thing I always feel like is if you're spending a lot of time on these panels, like you, you start to either you're either spending so much time on you start to not notice what you're doing, or you you know you're. I, I think at some point you got to recognize like this 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 looks like his his dog. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to say. I have seen several even more recent examples of like I remember there's one where there's a cover with a uh, she was pulling a samurai sword out yeah. of her behind her back, and it was like a, a left hand when it should have been a right hand, you know, thumb was on the wrong side and something like that just seems so obvious, but um, clearly wasn't, yeah. <laughs> you know, this is a weird thing where you, uh, if you don't see it right away, you don't see it. But then once you do kind of see it, you can't unsee it. I yeah. Think, yeah. So this one. All right. No, this was not a cover for pride month. Uh, <laughs> Um, all right. Yeah, Joe is too. Oh, yeah, Joe is too pure for this world. This is I guess I've so. not heard before, but uh, <laughs> I guess there you go. Um, okay, last one here. Uh, how about this? This dialogue. If you read it through a few times, it gets weirder. Oh my goodness, this one's almost too on the nose. Yeah, um, that I actually think it has to be an unintentional because okay. it's so on the nose. Okay, if for you it's gone so far, we've gone back into unintentional territory. What, yeah. what do you think, Joe? <laughs> I read it a second time and it's worse. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is worse every time. Um, oh, and just the the way he's drawn. <laughs> yes. It's just, I, I might have to go intentional here. <laughs> I think this is, I, I, it's, it's, you know, the, the, you're putting in the words, I've got to haul back and whack it with both my hands. I'll shove it so far in that nobody will ever free him again. Not even a bonehead like me. Here it goes, stretch. <laughs> this has to be intentional, I think. <laughs> I, yeah. Anyway, when I want to know what this is from, <laughs> like who wrote it? I need to start putting the title next to it so people can go look at this stuff in context. But it's funny because uh, you know we had the one from what a week or two ago <laughs> where Iron Man said, "I'm going to penetrate you with my fist." Yes, <laughs> yes, there was that one. <laughs> and I, I found the issue and I read through it. It, it did not. It didn't make it better in context. It, it actually made it much worse because the next panel, like the villain's like, holy shit. And it's like, <laughs> um, I do. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I don't like somebody's asking, did they refer to whacking it back in those days? I, I don't know. But anyway. Yeah. Pardon me. It's like just a date even would. Yeah. I mean, you can guess by the artwork, but I don't know. <laughs> The pose really does not help. At all. <laughs> no, it does not. It makes it so bad. 
why why is life like this it uh you know it definitely uh for sure um and then I, I did this last week, but I, I found that this is a treasure trove of comedy. So um, letters that have been published in comics uh, are weird. So last week we we had the one with um, the person kind of urging them to show more scenes of Lois getting spanked. And in this one, um, we have what is what it what becomes a very disturbing description of Gwen Stacy. So uh, you know, here's a fan starts out normal. I fervently hope Gwen doesn't make a miraculous recovery in 122 or in any subsequent issues. Sorry, guys. Um, I also hope Peter doesn't mourn her for too long. All right. Even though he was stupidly in love with her, and here's where it takes a turn, how long can he grieve over a person whose brain was constructed entirely of old Pepsi bottles and whose personality had the exact color, consistency, and flavor of a loaf of Wonder Bread? That feels a little harsh. Wow. Uh, that's pretty rough. That's <laughs> a rough love there. This, I feel like I understand the character a whole lot better now. Yeah, screw Gwen Stacy. I, I, yes. I just, <laughs> I just a, a brain constructed entirely of old Pepsi bottles like that. That's oddly on the nose. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> and the, the picture is just lobotomized, basically. Pure, pure unsullied by a filth of a world gone mad. Gwen Stacy, completely <laughs> innocent. <laughs> Um, yeah, Eric Breen, was this your letter? I, I don't know. <laughs> letter pages used to, uh, we've done it. So Clint, I, I don't know, you're, you talked about collecting old things and, and kind of looking at more of the kind of older comics. One thing you notice is if you get back more than 20, 25 years, like the publishers were unafraid of publishing some crazy shit in the letter page. Yeah. Yeah, you have one to pull up. <laughs> so, see, it's it's crazy because comics were it's like embracing the alternative media nature. You know what I mean? I think like it, it just seems to have ebbed and flowed over time, but yeah, not not so much now. Yeah, I, I it's it's very it's it's very protected now. But I mean, there was a time uh, when when Joe and I introduced Rachel, uh, interviewed Rachel Pollock. She they did a whole bit where she pretended to be an angry fan or not, you know, a fan who could write better. And then they gave her the book. And, and so there's a lot of that kind of stuff that's, that's gone on. But uh, anyway, crazy, crazy stuff. So Clint, we, we, you don't really look at comics kind of from the past that came out this week. I did want to offer you up to, I mean, we'd love to keep talking with you, but I did want to be respectful as well to your time. Do you want to keep hanging with us or do you want to bounce? Or? Um, I, I probably better run over to critical blast and, I, and I'm totally sorry when I'm on a like stream mode and then it's also converting uh, time zones. I, I always mess up. So oh, yeah. yeah. Apologies. Well, no worries. So, Clint, can we chat with you again in, in a few weeks or so and see how your campaign's going and get you back? Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's fun talking to you guys. Um, and yeah, yeah. Well, definitely. Let's do it again. It'd be fun. Cool. Perfect. Well, I do want to be respectful, of course, of your time and Critical Blast. Please do go subscribe. Those guys work very hard over there. Yes, and and yes. Uh, you can all abandon us and go listen to a far better show over there with, with Clint. But, and Joe and I will progressively get more drunk and talk more comics. <laughs> <laughs> and reveal <laughs> secrets about the industry that you have to tune in to hear. Uh, anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, well Clint, cool. thank you very much. And I, I hope you have a wonderful evening and much success to your, uh, to your campaign. Thank you very much. See you yeah. guys. Have a good one. 
All right, now the subs can all drop here, but let's go. Um, let's take a look at this. This is a cool picture, right? I, I wish there was more stuff like this, where the you know this this picture is is kind of the famous artist holding up their iconic creation. Yeah, um, which is just just really cool uh, to yes, see. That is, I, I love this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, anything that really kind of brings some attention. So this week in Month Fast brought us a bunch of number ones, including this Wolverine number one. Ooh. This limited series. Can you imagine a time when, like, a character like Wolverine was pretty, pretty popular, mm -hmm. and he they did a number one for Wolverine, and they 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 still didn't immediately burst out with five or six different series. They did a limited series, like the restraint that was shown. Yeah. Uh, do you think that that helped the character, right, to be careful? Yeah, uh, I, I definitely helped i i i don't know it's so sad seeing how the x-books still make that same mistake over and over again that they've been doing since like the 90s but, but yes. I, you 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 read you read this limited series i'm sure yeah and i i have it in omnibus format too yeah. it's a lovely time this was a pretty amazing uh this was when they were building up these characters really really well uh mm -hmm. hawkeye not as well you know no, they did try a lot they like, really did he, he really loved and got married to mockingbird and we were all supposed to care i guess yeah yeah hawkeye why did they try so hard with hawkeye like they... i i don't know i i because you know what was it he was like giant man for a bit and then they went back to that and then he's getting married and I don't know. Was he kind of like someone they thought could be like a Han Solo type character? It, it, it was strange. I, I don't know that they, I, I was confused with what they were trying because he, and they tried, they, they did this. They had him of course head up the West coast Avengers and that series yeah, yeah. solo Avengers. Like they really, really tried to make Hawkeye happen. Yeah. Um, and now they're doing it with, uh, with, with um, Kate Bishop. So we, it, we're never, we're never going to be rid of Hawkeye. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. Well, now you only need Kate Bishop. There is no other Hawkeye. This, uh, so Eric, uh, Mr. Breen, yeah, this is definitely a part of the stream that needs you. And I'll send you the link if you want to come join us right now, if you'd like. <laughs> yeah, please, please do. Um, the Human Fly. Did you read The Human Fly? I did not read The Human Fly, yeah. no. I'm, I'm not against that. I mean that to sound so uh, pretentious, but. The human fly did not, uh, yeah. So we've got kind of a, a mixed bag here of, of something that worked really, really well, something that uh, not so much, but they kept trying, and then the human fly. Great. Yeah. There you go. How, um, but that wasn't it. So we also uh, we got the this Teen Titan spotlight on Starfire. That's George nice. Burns there. Yeah, that yeah, awesome. no, that was, that was great. Um, we had this. Uh, this was a Scott Snyder Justice League, I believe. Uh, that launch and uh, then the hey we're going to give Spider-Man back his his wife and family and then take them away yeah didn't they get Jerry Conway for a lot of that uh, yeah this was Dan Slott and Conway I think right or what was the what well was the, the renew your vows stuff ended up in I, I think was yeah, I think Conway did a chunk of it. I, I don't know if he came in a little later or not, but but he did a chunk. I think Jody Hauser wrapped it up. Mm -hmm. but, but yeah, it was, it was interesting. Second writer. Yeah, it was. This was weird because uh, it felt like 
this was Marvel's kind of, they, they were trying to give a bone to the people who were angry about the Mary Jane, the marriage disassembly, but then they didn't want to fully commit to it either. So nope. it, yeah. So it, it was in this very weird middle, middle, middle mix. Fucking madness. <laughs> just, <laughs> it's like, we're just not going to give people what they want for you know, a couple of decades at this, almost at this point. I, I, I don't care. It's um, that was a very strange choice, but uh, but it was a book that that had I mean it had some attention. People were were into it, and it just and it sold well. The interesting thing, the Renew Your Bounds book, uh, and and I think we got Eric uh, substitute Clint. Hello, oh, don't describe yourself that way. Eric. <laughs> I'm glad uh, we could rope you in here. This is definitely uh, time for you here with this stuff. Yeah, I've um. We're, we're reading the first appearance of Archie over on I Love Comics here in a little bit, but he's running late, so oh my God. I have until I get great. that. There you go. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm taking well, everything it, away from... First, Joe, I'll thank yeah. you not to disparage on Avery Island. Okay. So oh, no. both both new, neutral Milk Hotel albums matter. Yes, that's, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else is going, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> People want uh, you to tell us, Eric, about the human fly. Did you read it? I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what was the human fly? What 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 went on there? This he was supposed to be a, a real life daredevil of some sort, mm-hmm. and I guess they couldn't get the rights to Evil Knievel, so Stan said, "Let's do this guy." And the first issue had the obligatory Spider-Man team up, and the subsequent eighteen issues had the requisite diminishing sales. Mm-hmm. And he just, I said, you know, faded into the dustbin of history. That's stupid. Well, maybe it's time for a relaunch. But nostalgia is cool, right? Sure, <laughs> sure. How about uh, how about this this relaunch of Justice League? Did you read this, Eric? Um, I wasn't on it from the. I, I read the No Justice Prelude series, mm-hmm. but then when the regular series came out, I can't remember what it was that. Can't remember if that was when I threw my DC tantrum because of Bendis or not, but um, I jumped on about seven or eight issues into it. Nice. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so Ash, uh, Ash wins that bet. Yeah. Tell us about this Justice League run, Eric. Uh, well, let's hear. Here uh, how about uh, this? Is actually we're firmly in kind of the nineties, two thousand here. Um, oh no. Yeah. Here's a bunch of numbers. This is the. This was the first issue of House of M hitting this week. Interesting. Yeah, title changed Marvel. Yeah, and now um, there's like twice as many mutants as there were before House of M. And they they don't they they traded in their house for an island. <laughs> Two yeah. islands that are now one island that yeah. Conan O'Brien and Ira Glass are hanging out on. Yes. <laughs> Eric, how are you? Uh, how are you liking the Hellfire Gala? <laughs> oh, um, the 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 gowns are beautiful. Um. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Psylocke looks great. Was... I do like Psylocke's outfit. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's um. You guys are gonna have to tell me about it because uh, there no. is less than no chance I'm reading any of that. Okay, fair enough. It it's um. Oh, poor poor X Men fans. Um, how about the? By the way, I meant to mention this a long time ago when we were going through the comics that are coming out next week. We got to the one of uh, the the guy in the shower that Joe wanted you to really look closely at, <laughs> and for whatever reason, the one downvote we had during that time went away. 
like that shower it got like the guy flipped over into a I don't know <laughs> I, I I would love to know the backstory there but I mean cool um maybe one of the creators of the book was here and and just hates you and and now uh, you want him over yeah uh, by putting the that that could be it they like that that shower you missed the maybe Eric did you see the did you see the shower I did not you don't want to no no we won't go back that that would be a bad idea at this point that's so many slideshows back. Yeah, yeah, you you can catch it on the replay. It's oh, yeah. it's what's your plan? How about uh, Bad Rock Wolverine? Was that? Do you did you remember that that happened? Oh, I I bought every one of those silly crossovers when they came out. Yeah, um, yeah. There's the Bad Rock Spider Man, Bad Rock Wolverine. Um, I'm sure there was a couple others that I can't remember, but yeah, the I mean, good grief, they were. I mean, just anything they could come up with, they were throwing out in the and in those days now wildcats x-men since um the omniverse of dc everything counts and everything matters all simultaneously since the characters in wildcats grifter and these others are in the dc universe does this mean that krakoa and the hellfire gala is actually also part of dc continuity since everything matters now Ooh. i so, guess but only in parts of it so does that mean the affair that grifter and gene gray supposedly had is in canon now yeah yes Ooh. it all counts this is all part of rosenberg's grand plan yeah this is how it all <laughs> he went from uncanny x-men now he's on grifter it's all this is all what's happening what what do you think uh we got this question here uh we have the inferno announcement uh four issues is what i think i saw it's yeah. a four issue limited series starting in sept late september um, you know, Eric, I'm sure you read Inferno back in the day. Um, you know, the, the X-Men event. Yeah. Yes, I did. What do you think about them revisiting this, uh, event, but it won't actually have anything to do with that event. Well, let me know when one of these events named after one that had been done better in the past even comes close to the original. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. I, so I, I have no reason to think this is going to be the one that bucks the trend. Now, this one, they are promising that the biggest secrets from Hickman's launch will be blown open and the plot will move forward. They didn't say the plot will move forward, but that's kind of what they're inferring is that the, the plot <laughs> will move forward. Does that, did you reach uh, House of X Powers of 10? Were you, did you go for any of that? Uh, no, I, I've, I've been off of Marvel with the exception of some of Zdarsky's Daredevil and a handful of issues of Spencer's Spider-Man since about 2012 or 13. Yeah. Okay. Well, there. how about, how about you, Joe? You were a fan of Hickman's. Are you excited that they're cutting to the chase? Uh, I, I wish they did a year ago. Sure. Uh, I, I think they waited way too long. I, I, my excitement's dampered in a way that I think a lot of other people's have. I think I'll probably... If it's doing what it's claiming to do, and it is tying up loose ends to some extent or answering some questions, uh, I I might really enjoy it. I'm not nothing they can do at this point will make me enjoy it as much as if it happened a year ago. Gotcha. Okay. Time time's passed. The moment yeah. the moment's kind of passed. I'm curious. It, it's they're double sized issues, but four issues. Um, mm -hmm. 
it, it does. I'm I'm curious what happens to Hickman after this because they did. Kind of, there's some ominous wording in that press release. It made it sound like uh, this was Hickman kind of wrapping some things up. Um, I'm curious what that means. Yeah, I I think he's might be done. Yeah. Well, I think he at that point will have been there. Like once it wraps, and we're talking 2022, maybe when he's like done, done. It'll be like a three-year commitment on the title. Yeah. At that point, so or you know thereabouts. So yeah, I do love those. I said uh, Saad Ribic uh, covers for House of N. That was uh, that was nice. All right. We're still at we're we're, we're working our way back here. I, I feel bad we got Eric on here and now we're showing a bunch of more modern stuff. Uh, <laughs> but I yeah. promise we go backward. Here's the you know Joe's favorite Batman, the best um, Batman, Robot Bunny Gordon Batman. Yeah, Robot Bunny ear Gordon Batman was the best Batman. Uh, I don't know what to yeah. say about this stuff. Um, AV, I I hated AVX. I know there are plenty of people who enjoyed it, but I I, I thought it was. Uh, I, I noped out of that event, I think it was issue seven, where they were like, we found these hieroglyphics that show the legend of a man that can punch the phoenix to death. And I was like, I'm done. This you, sucks. You know what You know what did it for me was seeing a cover beautifully traced by Greg Land. <laughs> but it was the thing representing the Avengers fighting Namor representing the X-Men. And my crabby ass went, what? I guess, yeah. I guess there's certain things that certain characters that just don't belong on certain teams. And like mm-hmm. I said the thing on any, he's not a guardian. Mm-hmm. He's not an Avenger. The only time it even came, came close was when the earlier disparaged Hawkeye tried to get the thing to join the West coast Avengers because he was separated from the fantastic four at the time for, you know, after secret wars and he found out that his, Longtime girlfriend was going to marry Johnny, mm-hmm. so yeah, he so that that yeah that was kind of made sense in a plot sure. point, but yeah, the the AVX was it's just it's like it's like Oprah's Avengers versus Oprah's X Men. <laughs> yeah, okay. that's a painful way to describe it, but you're not wrong. Yes, yeah, I uh, you know this is Jeff Johns uh, Pacquiao's art for Green Lantern, and. Um, and this was we were right in the middle of Secret Wars, where Marvel was going to come to a conclusion, stop the multiverse, and kind of had a bold new path going forward, which uh, definitely stuck. Yeah, no, it was more like they used a jump to conclusions, man. Yeah, there you go. Figure it out. Um, by the way, uh, hello everybody who's been hanging with us in the chat and are still with us. Uh, yeah, you, you know, That's thank great. you. We had a nice big audience here tonight, and thank you for for coming. And if you feel like. Uh, you know, voting up the video. That would be nice. Uh, I see the guy. We, we need to go back and show the guy in the shower again because the one down votes back. So I'll do that later. Um, how about, okay, here's some, some older stuff. I like the absolute terror of this Detective Comics uh, cover here. Where uh, This is Hugo Strange, I believe, ripping off his face. Well, yeah, he was ripping off his, yeah, he was impersonating the Batman. And, yeah. and Joe will back me up on this. Yes. We, we recently did this on our retrospective for Wes's channel. I think it turned yeah. out very well. So if you get a mm-hmm. chance to check that out, if I'm allowed to, you know, plug something else on this. Always, always. Um, yeah. That, Cause that's the first time Wes invited me onto the aficionados. It was a Batman related um, episode. And he asked me what my favorite Batman story of all time was. And this, and I didn't even know it was 
titled Strange Apparitions, but those six issues that Engelhart and Rogers did together are just incredible. And this was you know, part of that. And anybody who hasn't read that, definitely check it out. And I said, you know, watch our retrospective and yeah, because we need the views. Um, yes. <laughs> this was a bunch of, there's some good comics. I mean, we got, we got old poor Wonder Woman wash up on the shore here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I was reading all these at the time. The Doom Patrol was the, the introduction of the new team that because they'd killed off the old one years before, brought him back, you know, brought back a version of them in showcase. And the only member left from the previous team was Robot Man. Yeah. Um, the Green Lantern Green Arrow at the time was being written by Denny O'Neill with art by Mike Grell. And admittedly, it was not O'Neill's best writing, but th there were still there were a lot of fun, and Grell's art was just you know a treat to you know, see in those days. Oh yeah. Um. Okay, let me go here. I we're we're kind of bouncing around here. Some these some late eighties Batman Year Three, the the year that not a lot of people paid attention to. <laughs> yeah, you know it was it was it was decent. It was some Marv Wolfman. Uh... Yeah, it was a good. I thought it was a good comic. It's just yeah. it's weird. You don't hear about this. No, you're, you're really not. But it sold really well at the time, actually. Like this was one of the top comics for the month. This whole line actually did very, very well. But I, I'm trying to even remember. Did they collect this ever? Um, it's collected in the Tales of the Batman uh, by Marv Wolfman hardcover, and I think it's in. One of the, I think it's in their Cape Crusaders. One of the trades they did, maybe volume three or four, or something like that. But but yeah, it's it's collected, but it's not an easy story to to get. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's one of those. Uh, th these are a couple. Of, it was a good self-contained story. Obviously, Kingdom Come has done very very well. Atlantis Attacks. Uh, there are some really good stories in Atlantis Attacks that as well. Like like Marvel has gone back and they've. Uh, They've done another Atlantis attacks kind of event. They've done a they've done a few of those, but I don't know that this has been collected either, has it? I mean, this is back when annuals actually were inherently something. That <clears throat> uh, if it has, I've never seen it. Yeah, but we also got Merc Silvestri uh, doing X Men there in the Savage Land. So this is, yeah, this is a core set of nice books. I think this X Factor. Unless I'm really mistaken, was John Byrne on the interiors with I think like it was. I think Walter Simonson inking him or something like that. It was it was a weird combo as I recall, but it looked it looked great. But this is a good, I mean, yeah, as as people put it, this is uh, Byrne, Ross, Perez, and Silvestri on one on one slide, one picture. Yeah, that's that's a that's a hell of a good uh, yes. Uh, um, and I, was, I was a huge fan of Silvestri's art on on Uncanny while he was on there. Oh yeah, yeah. This was a lot of good, lot of good things out during this period. Um, how about this? Uh, I, I again, a lot of somebody asked a couple of weeks ago, and I was curious to get your take, uh, Eric and 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 Joe as well. Uh, Firestorm feels like a character that like like you could do more with, but. We just DC seems unwilling to commit to doing much for that character now. Well, the series the, when it, had, it was five issues in 1978. Then 
it got swept up in the implosion. They brought it back in 82. Your Conway was back on the writing and it felt like an old Marvel comic. So mm-hmm. I mean, I, the, that first half of that run, I, I really, really liked as far as why they don't use them more today. It's almost like, you know, the, they stopped using the character in legends of tomorrow. You know, partly because the, the one actor that played Martin Stein wanted to go back to Broadway but they had stopped. There would be several episodes where he wouldn't, we wouldn't become Firestorm because it was too expensive a special effect. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the people at DC must think that's the case if they draw it, yeah. because they, yeah. you know, it, there was a real good series, um, in like 2006 ish or so. I can't remember who the writer was, but Jamal Igel was the artist, and it was um, the Jason Roush character mm-hmm. in his relationship with his father. Really good series, but. Yeah, since then, I don't know that they've done a whole lot of anything with him. I know it, he had an abbreviated New 52 series, but. It's very weird that um, there's just, there's very little. I, I mean, it's a care, it's IP that they own that they just don't do much with. I, I don't know. But uh, yeah. we've also got this pretty cool uh, Justice League of America uh, run. This was a, a different team. What issue is that? It's uh, 254. Okay, Justice League Detroit. Yeah. Yep. It has its fans. I am one, but holy crap, its detractors are like pit bulls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This was a an interesting run, interesting characters. Uh, but yeah, they they just they definitely definitely people unhappy with some of that stuff. So. Well, it it, it got us the Bwahaha era, so it served its purpose. Yeah. Yeah, it led into some nice stuff. Um, how about uh, yeah, you can see we're bouncing around again. I think we're back into the 90s, a, a little bit yeah. 2000s. There's there's good old, good, I think this was the what this is the second issue of Grant Morrison's run, I think. yeah, right before 9 11. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's right. I it, there was this there was a delay for issue three because issue three came out in August. There was some there's some timing there, but this was the issue three, uh, definitely had some some issues with uh with 9-11 in what they portrayed. Um, but yeah, it, it, bring this, this wasn't your era really, was it? Or No, not, I'm sure I know I was reading new X-Men at the time. I've kind of purged it from my memory. Uh, and there's so much Wolverine. I, I remember I liked the early part of his first solo series. Mm-hmm. Um, Danger Girl. I read, <laughs> they were they were fun fluff, but you know, it's not anything I'm gonna, you know, would ever be able to do any kind of deep dive into. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm just I'm just salty that you didn't let me talk about All Star Squadron from there on the last one. Uh, <laughs> all right, I will I will definitely let you talk about that. Go, go for it. I'll, I'll take. I n- never miss a chance to, you know, laud Roy Thomas's All Star Squadron, you know, which was his DC version of the Invaders, but he got so many more characters to play with, and yeah. he got effed over by the crisis they promised him a bunch of stuff they kind of pulled the rug out from under him so they kind of placated him with secret origins and then they kind of started mucking with him there too but great series i mean it's, it's if you like i mean they're they're not any quick reads in that series because roy must have been paid by the word but unlike <laughs> unlike bendis he doesn't waste them yeah he just uses he uses a lot but they're they're purposeful mm-hmm. um 
I think there's some people in the chat that may have mistaken. So, so Joe, do you want to explain when we said that uh, this this comic had strange timing before 9/11? Like, I think <laughs> I think some people are a little confused what we meant there. What what uh, what's the context? Uh, basically, uh, E is for Extinction, which is this first arc from uh, Grant Morrison's New X Men, was uh, coming out. Like, it came out right during the time of 9-11 and the story was about basically a, a horrible sentinel accident that killed billions of people. Yeah. Uh, so, so it was very odd on timing how, how all that worked. Like it was just, just very weird. And, and I feel like it never, like, like it was just this thing that happened and we all kind of were like, Ugh. well, because the comic featured scenes of destruction that, that closely mirrored parts of 9-11. Oh yeah. Like, well, obviously it. unintentionally. Yes, definitely. We're drawn many months before, but it was uh, it was just very, very thin. And and Ash, thank you for coming and spinning out. We have a good dinner, and, and we've, we've definitely got to chat with you soon. It's always fun when, when Ash is on. See you, Ash. Although, uh, yeah, well, Ash is probably long gone by the time he hears this, so anyway. Well, I didn't mean it anyway. I'm talking. <laughs> there you go. Um, how about, uh, you know, Ambush Bug, who, got, who recently was reseen with these, uh, you know, from the Vault comics. Um, we got Batman. Yeah, what what is going on with Batman here? <laughs> it looks like he's got a mask that he can't get off. Yes. Yeah, the mask but this is uh, this is a great time in in Batman. Uh, was it? Yeah, yeah. Was it Detective in the five sixties or something? So that's Doug Mank, and uh, yeah, that that's Tom a Johnson. great era. Chance, yeah. yeah. Joe and I championed this era the first. Like eighty to eighty five and eighty six, you know, a, a lot. And to me, I kind of like this era better than the post crisis Batman. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I'm inclined to agree with you. Yeah, well, I do. I like the, uh, I like the, I like that Superman period a lot better as well. So, uh, yeah. and then uh, you know, All Star Squadron. So, Eric, before I did, you want to comment on this? <laughs> I, I I now feel bad that I interrupted the stream. I did not know there was another one coming that I could have run my mouth during that one. <laughs> <laughs> never, never. This is uh, yeah. This is Roy Thomas doing this. We have the origin of Baron Blood, Brother Blood. Sorry, not Baron Blood. Yeah. Uh, wrong company over in Teen Titans. Um, yeah, a lot. I like. A lot of this stuff, some people, I think, have reservations about going pre-crisis, just that it's it's too old to, you know, doesn't matter anymore. Um, I've heard that comment come up a few times. Uh, what's, your, what's your response there, Eric? I love the post-crisis. First five years of DC are my, probably my favorite era of anything in my 45 years. But the pre-crisis DC... I love because mm -hmm. it's it doesn't matter that it doesn't matter. None of it matters if you put too much thought into it. Because <laughs> well, yes, I mean, and I was talking about just you know retcons and in crises and whatnot. It, it's it's all it's all fantasy. So it, it, you can go back and see the stuff from the like I came in seventy five, so I got about ten years, a little more than ten years of DC reading before the crisis. There's so much great stuff that no one remembers. And I saw today where or this week DC released a 15 issue flash um, 
paper trade paperback, The Death of Iris Wesley. I think um, mm-hmm. 270 through 284. And I absolutely love seeing that mm-hmm. because that era of DC needs more representation while there's still some people in the hobby still young enough to care. Yeah. I think there are some storytelling and other things. And Joe and I did a, a fun video coming up on uh, an issue of Action Comics where uh, Perry White gets magic cigars. And there, the thing that you kind of that strikes you is that the storytelling back then. First of all, you got a lot of comic in in a small amount of pages, a lot of story during those pages, and and a lot of a lot of kind of fun storytelling. I I still don't understand why we can't get a little bit of that storytelling technique today along with what we currently have and a yeah. lot of different pieces. It just, um, it, it feels like there's a lot of missed opportunities to tap into that stuff. And especially now that DC has opened up the door and everything counts and all the rest, there's like, there's a treasure trove of stuff for them to go mine and do stories like, you know, like Superman here going into his uh, Superman souvenirs closet and taking out some rope to tie up Jimmy while he's asleep, <laughs> which uh, I'm sure will be fine. Um, but why am I thinking of the cover to Action Comics 457 all of a sudden? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Do you know the cover I'm talking about? I don't, but I'm terrified to know what you're thinking. Little, little John Ross is laying in his bed sobbing, and oh, Superman's yeah. at the foot of the bed pulling off his. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was terrifying. Um, um now I, to answer your question, Perch, I think the modern comic book audience just does not seem to have any interest in stories that are just fun. Yeah. And that's not a knock on them. It's just they haven't been really exposed to a lot of fun. If 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 you've come into the hobby, and what I refer to as the all new, all different, because I, what I would really call it can't be said. um, It's, there really has not been, fun has been in a short supply. These kind of, you know, whimsical stories that DC used to tell. And when I was talking about those 10 years before the crisis, they had pretty much stopped doing those by then even. Yeah. But you can always go back and read like Superman from you know, the code for like the next 10 years or so. Yeah, There's so much, so many fun Superman and Batman stories that, you know, people should expose themselves to. Yeah. It, um, with when you're publishing uh, 110 plus comics a week, I, it just feels like there's there is some room for some stuff like this. And you would think so, yeah. Um, it, it, it's it is it is a lot. Uh, I do, and I, I will once again kind of put my pitch in for Superman being a dick and screwing <laughs> with his friends is always good comics, and I wish there was more of that. So, oh, yeah, that was that was fun. We, um, we, we didn't have this is a, sh- a shorter week so historically this first week for whatever reason is uh, is lighter I think we even see it in the comics coming out this week uh, or that came out on Wednesday but but then we're all back up to full steam next week but uh, uh, we do have some new interviews uh, like I mentioned uh, Kari Andrews comes back uh, talks to Joe and I about um, uh, about uh, erratic and his new book uh, amazing fantasy with Marvel that looks just incredible uh, Jim Zub takes us through uh, more of kind of his career with uh, with his work on Conan and, and kind of how he got into some things. And that's a great interview. Uh, Jim is we talk a little bit about kind of the current social media angst and other things. It's it's worth listening to for sure. 
And then uh, Eric Luke, we're talking to Eric Luke, and I'm extremely excited about that as well. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, we got him, and uh, you know, we should uh, have Carl Potts coming up soon. So, yeah, these are some yeah. great people to listen to, and I hope you listen to the interview with Tom, who wrote uh, Primer this week. That's a great. If you're like, ah, that's a kid book. It's a really good interview. It's it's uh, he's got some great things to say, and and it does he does uh, do a good job of kind of laying out. You know how we how we not not just how we get new people into comics, but also uh, that you know you can do new things with new characters and it can work and and so it's uh, it's it, there's a lot of it's a lot of really good stuff uh, here, but um, but yeah I mean so so that's that's the comics we have. We I wanted to say thank you for everybody who came and joined us and Eric for joining us late. You have another stream you're going to. Clint went off, so please back that book. Yeah, if, if anybody needs another stream to watch over on I Love Comics, we, we read first appearances of characters. Last week, we did Hugo Strange and Kite Man, and we were the world's worst Mercury Theater. <laughs> but um, you, I don't know. It might be too late for him tonight, but it's usually um, Anglantine, myself, uh, Real Dr. Venkman, and Captain Frugal. Nice. And it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, there's we we make each other laugh if nobody else. But that's what comics should be. It should be fun. And uh, and Joe, you congratulations! A new uh, Deadbeats two coming Thank out. Thank you. Thank you. So I, I hope that's that's very so. And the next issue of Beckstar is is when again? Should be June sixteenth. Very very nice. I uh, a lot of stuff out. So go check out uh, Deadbeats two. Go check out Downcast three. Or if you haven't seen uh, Downcast three, the other two. Um, Mobile's just grown with the yes. I'll put links into the description. It's a little bit trickier to do that when uh, when you're setting up these streams, but I'm I I will definitely get these in, so you'll see it there. Go check out Clint's campaign. Go check out Joe's campaign. Go check out Eric on uh, I Love Comics, or you can head over and I think Clint is. Oh. Uh, Shoot, yep, I forgot. Oh, Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, Professor Pixel, also known as Puppetine, is on that, and he does the entire stream as a puppet. And he, this kid is hysterical. Yeah, that's, that's he's yeah he, he's he's the best part of it by far. I can't believe I didn't remember. Sorry, Prof. Oh, no, no. A lot of good things out there to enjoy your time. All different spaces. Uh, hopefully you're enjoying all the different voices. I, I'm going to continue to get people from all different sides to talk about their views of the comic industry. So I hope everybody appreciates it. Uh, we're getting a lot of different viewpoints on whether you agree with the person or do not agree with the person on Twitter. There's interesting things to learn. So please, please do check it out. It's it's good stuff. It's not uh, it, it. You know, people told me when I did this, like, we want to hear from all different voices. Well, I'm getting them. So don't. Uh, don't walk away from it now. Crazy. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, very glad that uh, that everybody uh, came here tonight. Thank you for spending your Friday with us. Get some drinks and uh, have a great night. Yeah. Good night, kids. Have a great one. <laughs>